just became a raven. Your art matters. It's what got me here. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've seen 26 episodes of One Tree Hill. And tonight's episode for debate is season two, episode four. You can't always get what you want. Keeping up appearances. My half brother. My half brother. <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses. Danny Glover. I'm fooling myself. How you doing, Boozy? I'm fooling myself. God, I smelled something. Oh, that's skank. And I think it's coming from you. She always backs down. Karen, grow a pet. Tell Lucas he's a little shit. And stick with it. Yeah, you're talking about you, Pooh. I need a doctor. I don't know, he'd be off somewhere battling, wearing a dress. When do you plan to start living? You know, like the person you've become, then do something about it, because no one's going to do it for you. So, my friends, welcome to the High Flyers Club. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is for my mom. Ravens are free. Yeah. Ravens are free. Hello and welcome to The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, where it is always 10.30 at night, so it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs and settle in, as tonight's episode for debate is Season 2, Episode 4, You Can't Always Get What You Want, Dom, we are here, how are you man? I'm alright, thank you very much. How are you? I'm fabulous. And even better... (laughs) You look fabulous. I don't. I look garbage and feel very run down, but that's (laughs) that's kind of you, because people don't know, because this is just our voices. But, thank you. So, we're here, episode four, season two, but before we get in to all of that good stuff, I have a couple little things... I want to tell you. So some of this you already know, and some of this you don't. But we have been working on getting some guests, more cast members onto the podcast, and I have some updates. So I don't have like firm dates and details in yet, but I have a couple people confirmed that are going to come on the podcast over the next couple weeks or months. And uh, and I've got some more that I'm working on that are so close to potentially having them on the podcast. Are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm very excited. Okay, so... Teresa is confirmed to coming on the podcast. <laughs> Excellent. That's so good. After the last episode, I bet she was like the first number you dialed. <laughs> Teresa, please. Well, her name, <laughs> her name is Sarah Edwards and... Uh, She's she's lovely, and she is going to come on uh, in the next couple of weeks. We're just working out the details. So our series, A Conversation With, will continue with A Conversation With Teresa, also known as Sarah Edwards. I've done that the wrong way. I've been doing that for all of the A Conversation With. It should be A Conversation With Paul Johansson. 
aka Dan Scott. I've been doing it the other way. It's a conversation with Dan Scott, also known as Paul Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their character name is their is their this is the name we associate them with. So that's to, fine. Yeah, exactly to us, that is who they are. So <laughs> so that's one. So that's Teresa. Num- that's exciting. Number two, this one. This one's going to blow you away, Tom. What if I said we've got Jimmy confirmed to come in on the podcast? Shut up. One episode, Jimmy. (laughs) He's going to come on to talk about that one episode. His name is Colin Fix. And uh, yeah, he is confirmed to come on. Uh, He's he's in the middle of uh, filming something at the moment. So it's it's probably going to be a couple of months. But uh, he's confirmed he's into it he's coming on oh cool I, I hope he's not like jimmy and everything that he's ever been in where he's just like a one episode wonder is that we don't you, you filmed you filmed for like an entire day you're going to be in one episode we don't need you anymore <laughs> i hope he's not like that guy i hope he's a long-standing character in things or is successful and he's going to come and just do one episode of our podcast. So it just continues his flow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just one episode of a podcast, never to be seen again. <laughs> You're not getting back. You're not invited back for any other episodes. <laughs> Teresa is. Teresa, you've already got booked in for like nine. That's <laughs> yeah. Every, she's off. She's the third host now. Um, <laughs> Her and Sugar and Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sugar and spice. I hope we see them again. <laughs> I say how it is. So, uh, okay. And now now on to what we're calling the whales. So Dom and I have decided that we've we've been fortunate that we've we set out some milestones for the podcast that were that we have very humbly superseded which we never expected especially at this sort of point and we're kind of out of targets like the target the ultimate target is to have these conversations and enjoy them and hopefully other people do and have the interactions and you know do something that's that's helping other people even if it's just distracting you from the real world for you know a couple hours a week but now we're coming on to our next targets, our new milestones. And after the hype of having Paul Johansson on the podcast, I was saying to Dom, I think we need to try and get all of the primary cast on the podcast before the end of our run, before we get to the end of season nine. Dom, you were you were in agreement that this is this is the this is the the flow. We should be going with this, right? Absolutely. This is this is what the people want. Everybody wants to talk to these characters as much as they want to hear us um, ramble on like we do <laughs> about nonsense. Uh, what they're really here for is to uh, to see what these people have to say as well. Uh, and they would have seen interviews and stuff like that, but obviously we give it our little personal edge. <laughs> exactly. So we we decided that, I think we said there are 11 whales. And, what, and we're using the term whales because we're saying like, you know, that this the big, the big catch. I have to just put it forward here that um, I love whales. <laughs> Dom, you only, you might not know this because we didn't get to cover it, but I was desperate to cover Free Willy on the Mighty 90s because that film actually really touched me as a kid. And like, I actually, you... I donate to whale charities monthly. <laughs> like... Yeah, you've got your like orca stuff on the wall in your, the office that you're in now, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, I see, I see that quite a lot. 
Well, coincidentally, the summer camp that I worked at was on Orcas Island, uh, which is off of Seattle, which where it's inhabited by orca whales, you know, the, the whale that was in Free Willy. And uh, yeah, that movie as a kid, like, I, I'm like low-key obsessed. I think we've spoken about this. We spoke about this on Fox River because we were talking about the documentary Blackfish and how we were both like super into it. I think you'd, you'd watched it even more than I had, right? I've watched it so many times because whenever I tell someone to watch it, I watch it with them. I'm like, you have to watch this. It's, it's brilliant. And I found someone else who hasn't watched it. And I told them yesterday they have to watch it. And if they're going to watch it, I'll watch it with them. <laughs> is, is it on We Netflix? have any listeners. It is. It's still on Netflix. If we have any listeners that have never watched Blackfish, let me know. I'll watch it with you. It's brilliant. Do you know what, what an we, offer? Do you know what we <laughs> could do, Dom? We could do a, uh, a live watch along. So where, like, I don't know if you, the Disney Plus um, has this thing where you can watch with people where it just synchronizes your screens to play at the same time. Random people? or No, no, no. Like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how you organize it, but, you know, like your friends. Um, Look, this is Biff from Kansas. <laughs> He's going to watch Frozen 2 with you. <laughs> you don't want to watch it alone. You know, that's for certain. So... But I'm sure that we could do something where we could all synchronize uh, synchronize it on uh, Netflix, like press and play at the same time, and we could have like an open chat, or we could do like a live stream or something, because that'd be really cool. Obviously, if we could do that, it'd be great to do that with One Tree Hill episodes as well. I get that. But let's start with Blackfish and see how we get on. We'll, we'll do a tester on Blackfish, and then we'll, we'll kind of iron out all the issues that we have with it, and then we'll go from there, and then chuck in One Tree Hill. Yeah, exactly. So if if you haven't seen Blackfish, this is you've got two two guys right here giving full recommendation. It is an amazing documentary. I mean, in, incredibly sad as well, um, but really important. So anyway, this is all to say that I love whales, and we're not using the term whales in any kind of uh, negative term. Is saying that you know we we want to get these people on the podcast. So I think we said there were eleven, right? So we said. We've got who have we got, Dom. Well, I just want to say that you know when we catch the whales, we release them back into their natural habitat. If anything, we're like tagging them, like like to help them to monitor them in in their natural environment, so that we can fight climate change okay, to help <laughs> them. So there you go, absolutely. So we, we've ha- we've Dan Scott, we've had so Paul Johansson. Um, on the list, we've also got Bethany Joy Lenz. Yep. Haley James Scott. Mm-hmm. Um, James Lafferty. Mm-hmm. Nathan. Chad. Michael Murray. I'm, <laughs> Lucas. So, I'm so proud of you. I, I can feel that you're proud of yourself for knowing. Because you don't get I, to look this stuff up. So I'm just desperately trying to remember everyone's name. Sophia Bush. Brooke. What's, Hillary Brooke, what's Burton, Brooke's last name? Peyton. Uh, Davies. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Uh, Hilary Burton is Peyton. Peyton Sawyer. Who? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Lee Norris. Mouth McFadden. Please, McFadden? Lee. Please. Yes. Um, who else is there? The, the, who's the guy that plays skills? Anton Tanner. Anton Tanner, not Anton Debeck. That would be a very different podcast. <laughs> 
Did you say Barbara Allen Woods? Barbara Allen Woods, obviously Debs, Moira Kelly, Karen. Karen! (laughs) (laughs) That's ten. Who's the last one? Uh, Well, there's two more. Keith. Keith, Craig Sheffer. Craig Sheffer, who I call Keith Sheffer the other day. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I blended the two. And And, And one more. The, the the ultimate the the kingpin Barry Corbin <laughs> Whitey <laughs> Coach Whitey Durham Brian Big Bad Brian Yeah so twelve so twelve but but eleven because we've already done Paul Johansson Yes So eleven left So of that eleven Dom I have potential news Potential is very close I very very close to potentially having James Lafferty on the podcast. Yes. Yes. Very James close. James Lafferty. Yes. So... <laughs> <laughs> so... I love it because he's like... He's still like going and mega and has programs out on Hulu and is like a big deal. Yeah, for sure. A sca- a scary. Well, so I know. Well, so... The way this happened was I'd been commenting under... So Everyone Is Doing Great is the name of the show that they've got on Hulu that uh, James Laffey and Stephen Coletti uh, created and starred in, and it's it's doing really, really well, uh, which is awesome. I actually haven't watched it yet. I have it. I haven't watched it because, because Dom, I was thinking if we had him on the podcast, because we'd be helping to promote that show, of course, and talking about One Tree Hill things, that we could watch it together... Because it's not connected to One Tree Hill. You know, they're in it, but it's not connected. So it's not spoiling anything. We mm-hmm. could watch it together. It's like eight episodes, which for you is an afternoon. We know how you binge. <laughs> uh, and then we can, then we could, you know, talk about it and, and have him on and everything. So I've been commenting under their post saying, we'd love to have you on the podcast. We'd love to, you know, help promote the show so on and so forth and a lot of our listeners and followers have been really really gracious and helping us out and like liking it and commenting underneath like yeah you guys should definitely go on the podcast etc so thank you very much to everyone that's been helping with that so i get a uh i get a dm from another cast member that was in the show in everyone is doing great um oh wow yeah he plays like one of like one of like a big role and was saying, hey, I've seen, seen your messages, seen you want to promote the show. Um, let me know if there's anything I can do. You know, I'd love to help, you know, to get, you know, shed more light on this. And I said, well, we would love to have you on to talk about your involvement. What would be the best is if you could come on with James Lafferty because that's, you know, it's, we are a One Tree Hill podcast after all. It's, you know, what the people want. It's what we want. It's what I want. Uh, so... <laughs> And so he said, "Yeah, okay, I'll um I'll speak to to James and speak to the producer of the show." Um, and then so I, he messaged me yesterday. He said he's passed on the information. The information has got to James. James has the information. It's in his hands, which is way more than like you know he's got over a million followers. It's pretty impossible to get hold of him. So the fact that James Lafferty has the information. It's up to him now, so... He's now... Someone has said to him, there's this podcast called The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, but they want to promote our show, and all we've got to do is go and talk to them for a little bit. It's two guys from England that, you know, just chat, and they want to talk to us. Let's do it. James, just do it. 
Just we play that, James. It, Come on, James. <laughs> Come on, James. Get involved. Maybe we could send him a Chad mask. <laughs> it's the only logical thing to do. As an incentive. <laughs> Not a mask of him, a mask of Chad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that right, so that's one. That's that's a big whale. That would be a big whale. The next one, Dom, is I chanced it. I went a bit cheeky. I went for it. Bit of back and forth with Paul. And I said, Paul Johansson, former whale. He's still a whale, but he's off of our whale list. We released him back into the wild. He was free willing. <laughs> he's gone. He went over the... It was you and me with our hands up as he went over the over the wall of bricks, you know. <laughs> and we went, swim, Paul, be free. <laughs> i hope people know what the hell you're talking about free willy everyone knows so <laughs> i said to paul i said we're getting a great response to you know you uh your episode i'd sent him uh some screenshots of what people had said and he he responded and said that those comments you know they mean so much to him and um i think i was getting the impression that he you know, uh, is known so much as this Dan Scott character that people instantly might have this impression that he is like that guy, whereas we both know from talking to him, he's like the opposite. So I think it means a lot to him when people can see that, you know? Mm. So he, uh, I said, hey, Paul, why don't you come back on for season two, the finale, and actually we cover the episode? You know, you come on to talk specifically about the finale of season two. And I was like, if you want, why don't you ask Joy if she wants to come on as well? And you could both be on because he says that he, you know, they see each other all of the time. The kids are like the same age and, you know, friends and all of that stuff. Sorry, man. The door. One second. Oh, that fucking door. (laughs) Simon has ordered more stuff from Paul Johansson's shop. <laughs> yeah, I said, why don't you? Why don't you know their their friend, their kids are friends, and they see each other all the time. And I was like, why don't you both come on the podcast? Because that would be amazing, and I, you know, it could be a nice experience and fun for them as well. And he messaged back and was like, yeah, I'm just going to her house now. I'll ask her. So, again, it's kind of like a James situation where she's got, like, you know, over a million followers, pretty much impossible to get hold of. Um, and he's just, like, he's put it in her hands again. I, I I messaged him yesterday to be, like, to try and ask how it went or whatever. And <laughs> I was I said, hey, Paul, any joy? You know, any joy? Any oh, joy? Any joy? Did you get? <laughs> did we get the answer? Was there any joy or any joy? And I was like, dot, dot, dot. I'm prouder of that than I should be. Ha, ha, ha. Thinking. <laughs> and then I was like, does that translate? Is that like an American? Is that just a British thing? You know, you'd be like, oh, I blocked the toilet. Oh, do you have any joy? I'm plugging it. Is that a British thing? Or I think it's translatable. I think that's fine. I think it covers multiple english-speaking countries of the world nice well i haven't had i can imagine (laughs) (laughs) i can imagine his conversation with her uh him saying 
uh, I've I've been on a podcast with these really sweet guys from 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 the UK. I think they're from near London, and they were really nice. And uh, uh, we were talking, and they're going to write a script about uh, de- the origin story of Dan Scott, and uh, they want you to be on the podcast. I'll come on with you. Our children can play and recreate the world uh, of science that they're going to make, and we'll talk about One Tree Hill. That's exactly what's going to happen, hundred percent. And she's going to go cleaning the kitchen and spraying all the fruit. <laughs> that that was a really good impression. Why have you never pulled that out before? Uh, I, do, I do these on uh, on odd occasions to surprise you. That was really good. That was really good. <laughs> Thanks. You're da- all you need to add to that now is when he switches and it goes into, um, on One Tree Hill anyway, when it goes into like evil Dan, you know, and it goes like a little bit like deeper. That was, that was really good. I'll work on it. You don't need to work on that part. That was perfect. <laughs> You just need to add in, add in. Uh, yeah, Thanks. awesome. So that would be the dream. If that happens, who knows? But we're trying to we're trying to get into these people's universes to try and make it happen. And anybody out there that if you somehow have some sort of connection or contact, or you know someone's friend whose brother's cousin knows Hillary Burton, let us know because uh, you know. That that is what that is our target now. That would be to complete the podcast to try and have all of the primary cast on at one point or another. So Chad Michael Murray is the ultimate white whale. I'm pretty sure that if he came on the podcast, my head would just explode and I'd just be here <laughs> decapitated. Is that because you and him are so alike you can't be on the same podcast at any one time? Exactly. And especially if we both started to cry. I actually think time and space continuum would just stop. It was like if Marty McFly met Marty McFly, it mm-hmm. would everything would implode. So. <laughs> and as my head explodes, you just go, "Great Scott," because <laughs> he is a Scott. Oh, <laughs> oh, he's on fire this morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ah, hola, bienvenido, Alice Cuevas, oh, Alice Ocanto. One Tree Hill podcast or Sui Simon. <laughs> you could just say your name normally. No. Simon. <laughs> Simon. Simon. Can you give con? You gotta give context to that. That's uh, basically uh, <laughs> a, a, a facsimile of my father's accent <laughs> saying Simon, <laughs> but in like. He sounds angry all the time. I think that's pretty. I think it's pretty normal tone for him, uh, and is actually probably quite a friendly tone. But he just sounds angry all the time. Simon, <laughs> ah, good times. <laughs> so, last thing before we go into the podcast. So we um, these get longer and longer now. These get longer and longer. We've got a, at least forty-five minutes more before we actually start talking about the episode. So. <laughs> <laughs> but these are good, though, right? Do you know why they get longer? Because we've got more. We have there's more uh, of like a universe surrounding our podcast now, like a community surrounding it. Sorry, is a better term for saying <laughs> it. There's more things to say. Like where when we first started, no one was listening, no one was commenting, nothing was happening. So it's just, we can just say whatever. But now it's like, well, we've got all these different things happening. Um, 
We've got our Ravens jerseys exclusive to our patrons. We're about to put the order through. Um, the only, only time that the the manufacturer that made the jerseys for the show, this is the only time, Dominic, that they're making them exactly like how they were made. The same fabric, the same weight, the, sa- the same embroidery, the same everything. And not only that, they're never going to do it again unless we <laughs> order them again because I can tell that it really pisses off Wayne. Really, <laughs> it really pisses him off like because it's so much extra work. So they, they called it Tackle Twill, which is like to embroider. I know all this shit now to embroider the individual letters on. And he really doesn't want me to like do it. It's like, we can screen print them. They'll be a bit cheaper. We can do this. Are you sure you want to do it like this? Uh, <laughs> Wayne, we want them screen accurate, please. I, I, I'm close <laughs> to inviting him on the podcast, but I know that he wouldn't be into it because he's so pissed off with me at this point. Every Everyone in these circles and in, in, in any sort of industry where you have to deal with customers has that one customer. <laughs> That you see their email or you see them coming in the store or or whatever environment you work in. You pick up the phone and it's their voice. Whatever happens and you just dread it. <laughs> Unfortunately, Simon, you are that to Wayne. <laughs> yeah, I definitely am. I, def- I make his life more difficult. But I, like our email thread is 45 emails. Jesus Christ. And only one from him, 44 from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it took me four emails back and forth just to get him to do the original one because he wouldn't do it. Just reply to me. (laughs) But no, I think he he respects the hustle in a way, but I think he definitely is what you were just saying because he said on multiple occasions, he's like, you just don't give up, do you? Like... Persistence is your... Strongest skill. <laughs> well, that's, uh, that's how I got married. So, <laughs> but there, but this isn't the only order that we're doing, people. So this is the order of the white jersey. We are later going to do an order, you know, if it's successful, of uh, of the other colours as well of the blue, and then there is another colour that Dom hasn't seen yet uh, that comes later. So we'll do a, a an order for that colour as well. So uh, yeah, if if you're into it, when we when we get these, so there's 14 jerseys that are being made, uh, which was important because Wayne wouldn't do it; he wouldn't manufacture them if it was less than 12. So I'm actually incredibly grateful to everybody getting involved because I wouldn't be able to get one myself if there wasn't, you know, at least 11 other people. Dom, you're getting one. I'm getting one. Awesome. Coming my way. You chose jersey number five. I did indeed. Good yeah. number. Great number. It was always your favourite number, right? Born on the fifth. Born on the fifth. Actually, well, born on the fifth of July. Yeah. So uh, it's a film title in in waiting right there. It's the <laughs> sequel to Born on the Fourth of July. Yeah. Which is a great film, but also has a very sort of tragic tale. <laughs> I haven't seen it. It's Tom Cruise, isn't it? Yeah, it's about being a Vietnam veteran, I believe. Um, but good film. Give it a watch. 90s film. There you Maybe go. we'll cover it. Maybe we'll cover it. But um <laughs> but and but you live at number 7, right? Always. 
I I, I had this in my mind the other day. I was like, is it seven or five? As I lived at five, you lived at seven, but you were born on the fifth. That was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I've lived at number five. Ex- uh, lived at number seven, except for when I lived at number one when I was at uni, and then when I lived with a previous girlfriend, I lived at like number twenty six. Well, I just realised it's seven. five and seven, right? As in for the for the fifth of July, five seven i uh <laughs> so the final thing here and we put an announcement out on uh patreon and it's also gone out on instagram but for anyone that hasn't hasn't heard we have decided to end fox river a prison break podcast after three episodes um dom do you want to speak on that or yeah um we decided that the whole point of doing the other podcast, other than, you know, like in Prison Break, is that we wanted a, I wanted a podcast that I could lead uh, and kind of guide Simon through like he does with me so expertly on One Tree Hill. Um, but unfortunately, with Prison Break, Simon knows it much better than I do and would be better off, you know, guiding me through it because he's, you know, more of an expert on it. So what we have decided to do is recreate the format that we do here and that we enjoy here and that works well. Um, but for me to guide Simon down a program that I know very, very well and that he has never seen before, which is exactly the structure that we have here. So we have decided to change Fox River um, to doing a Star Trek podcast, which will be called Beyond Farpoint, um, a Star Trek The Next Generation podcast. So if anyone that likes Star Trek, please, you know, listen when we get that up and running and going. I'll be organising all of that hopefully later today and getting some time scheduled in with Simon for when we're going to start recording um, and when we're going to start putting content out. And for those that don't like Star Trek, just listen, listen along and see, see what you think. See if you, if you like it, if you enjoy it, if you like hearing us talk about it, if you like hearing Simon talk about sci-fi because he's not going to have a clue what's going on. <laughs> it's going to be exciting and fun. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be fun to be in the opposite shoes, you know, and to not know anything. And I'm looking forward to trying to piece together my own predictions. I am I am concerned that I will not be anywhere near as good as you are with the predictions. Like you, you, you really seem to understand like the story structures and where things are, you know, telegraphed to where they're going. And I don't, I don't think I share that gift with you. So um, my predictions, I feel, are probably going to be pretty wrong all of the time. But I'm going to give it a good go, and I'm definitely, I'm going to jump in with both feet. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. Excellent. I can't wait, can't wait to get started. But those that that listen to Fox River as well, um, we we you know love you guys and appreciate your support on Fox River and we got some really nice reviews as well about the first three episodes but we've decided for now um it doesn't quite sit right with us so we're gonna do this instead and see how that goes yeah for sure and if there's anyone out there that you know started to listen along to Fox River and um I fully recommend to finish the show it is a great 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 journey adventure it's a lot of fun and, uh, you know, if you want to talk to someone about it, then you know, hit me up on the, the Patreon or on the Ravens Instagram because um, that's the, the Instagram that I, that I manage. And I'd love to talk to you about it. Dom, I'm sure at some point you're going to binge through it, right? Or, or what do you think? Almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Excellent. Okay, so with that being said, let's get into this episode of One Tree Hill. I can't wait to talk about this one. Should we start with Nathan and Haley just one more time just to keep, you know, Marine at, at bay, you know, <laughs> to keep the sniper rifles out of their hands? I think what we need to do on this one is if we start with uh, Nathan and Haley or Nayley, um, we need to actually discuss them. <laughs> <laughs> on the last on the last episode, I've been listening to it back and it, it's a really fun episode. I thought I, we had a, a lot of good laughs um, and... We go, okay, let's talk about Nathan and Haley. So Peyton, right? <laughs> uh, and we go off on, on kind of long tangents about other people. So let's, uh, yeah, let's stick with them. Let's stay true to them and go through their their journey. And of course, like we do with every other character, we're going to touch on uh, different people as they interact with, with others because they're not always on screen together. They're on screen with other people as well. So let's, yeah, let's let's go through their journey. I like that. I like that you, you've picked them again first. <laughs> okay so where do they begin should we do, are they together at the beginning is it when uh, do we first see them when felix oh my god felix we'll get on to <laughs> him when he is hitting on Haley. is that when they first enter or are they in before that uh yeah, we see them at the school so felix approaches them with mouth doesn't he and gets introduced to them um and uh, she go he goes straight for Haley, doesn't he? And's like, oh hey, you know, and starts um you, you know, doing a bit of flirting and strutting his stuff, isn't he? <laughs> um and she's like, Whatever man, I'm I'm married and like waves the the ring in his face. And um does he say, Oh like, oh, whose is it? He said who's, who's the, the father? Who's the, who's the daddy, yeah. Yeah. And then uh <laughs> Nathan appears and's like you're standing a little close and just takes her away. She's like, let's go. <laughs> and then Felix says, oh, it must be you. And then as they walk away, he says, oh, she must be into poor guys. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy because he saw the ring. Crazy mm. disrespect. I can't wait to talk about him, but <laughs> can't. we can't go into it. Marine will, will kill us. So sure, that's it. That red dot is still on both of us. She's got two snipers. <laughs> She's forked out good money for this. Hitmen. <laughs> okay, so uh, where do we get to next? Do we get to there in the apartment and uh, Haley's saying that she found a car. Oh, no, she's practicing a song. She's singing the song. And uh, there's this whole back and forth about whether the lyrics are about the fact that she's going to kill Nathan. And she's saying that, you know, we're... She found a car online. Uh, maybe he can go and check it out. Make sure there's enough space in the trunk for your body. <laughs> it was a really nice moment. It's obvious that they're trying to kind of get their lives together and get in order. But it's still a very young couple that are still in high school trying to live as a married couple. It, it feels quite strange, doesn't it? It's, it doesn't. It's not quite comfortable yet. Oh, I don't think it's quite comfortable yet. As much as they're happy to be in each other's presence, it'd be like like when we were that age and I had girlfriends, just hanging out with them would be really, really nice. But that's kind of the only expectation is that you're just sort of hanging out. It, you're not going to buy a car and planning, you, you know, what the next apartment you're going to get is going to be and, you know, can we afford the mortgage this month? It's, th it's that kind of thing, you know, can we pay the rent? Uh, and they're doing it at such a, such a young age and... Um, Haley seems to handle it 
quite well in terms of this is the plan. This is what needs to happen. I, I want to stay structured. I want to stay on target. This is the money that we've saved together. We've even got an additional $36 on top of that that you can use for gas if the car does come to like $500. Go and check it out, blah, blah, blah. Throw in a couple of jokes at the same time, which is really good. Um, and it's that nice feel between them. Although they are very young, it's still quite nice homely feel uh, to both of them. He's sitting there, she's singing away. He's smiling at her singing. And then he ha obviously has his little joke as, are you are you learning a new song or are you are you planning to kill me you know this is your way of telling me kind of thing and i actually really enjoy these interactions and these moments because I, I think they're they're the ones that are kind of important but it's actually the interactions that happen later on that are a little bit more tense that stand out a little bit more um which they're supposed to as part of the writing you know you want it to be uh, this is one thing that i was thinking of earlier is that the, the whole premise and build-up of nathan the whole way he's been written is that you're convinced he's a bad guy. You're convinced that he's going to do something wrong. And all he's ever doing is trying to prove that he's good now and that he can do well and wants to do the right thing by Haley. But even in the last episode when he's got the stripper in the house, you're you're made to think that he's going to cheat on Haley all the time. You, you just continuously mention it. And I was thinking it's such clever writing because I've fallen into that trap of being dragged down that road as well. But knowing... That he's kind of not going to do it. He's not. He's not built that way anymore. And it, he has changed. And characters can change. And he's changed so much. But it it still pulls you back into that little world of. It's a little reminder of what he used to be like. Mm. Is he going to relapse? And and that's always on that edge. So when they have their little rows and arguments, you can't help but feel they stand out more because one of them is going to go and do something impulsive, namely him. Mm. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that trust is earned and it's like we, you have to build up that um, credit almost. So like, say if it was Mouth, right, let's take Mouth into the situation. You're never going to think that if Mouth had a girlfriend, you're never going to think that he's going to cheat on her or do anything like that because he has the credit of us thinking he's a good guy like all the way through where with Nathan because we've seen where he could where he was it takes time to build up that credit so if he continues on like how he is eventually it'll be to a point that well we we know him as he is now and that credit is earned so that we trust in trust in him but it takes time and i think that's true to life like if you can change your ways overnight but people only believe it with time and and being consistent you know like that that trust and credit has to be earned so i yeah i think it is really good writing and i think it yeah it is true to the character but he is building that trust and he is earning that credit because he is being consistent because it's it's actually tim who tries to bring him back into that world it's tim that says Look, I, I you might be this now but i remember who you were and that's a bit of a dig and we kind of let it pass because Tim's a bit dim, isn't he? He's a, bit, he's a little bit simple. We don't really have to worry about what he says because it's not, it feels like because he's not one of that core five, it's not an important thing and we can overlook it. But actually, you know, on reflection, it him saying that is actually, um, could be really impactful. And it's him that has set up this um, stripper to come and do a little dance. And then he's he's like, oh, if the stripper offered it, 
you saying you wouldn't do it. I know exactly what you're like, you know, what you used to be like. Of course you would. And he's saying, I'm married now, you know, and why can't you respect that? And it's like, they don't quite get it. They're not quite convinced. Mm. And because they're not convinced, it's hard for us to be convinced. It's mm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting dynamic that they've produced in the show. We need that seed of doubt as an audience member or there's no stakes. Like There has to be some something at stake here for us to, to sort of keep us interested you know um yeah if it's not at risk then what's the point in watching it it's not going to create good you know drama or tv is it yeah you need that tension you need some sort of tension um but i i i have to to switch subjects slightly here i thought that um bethany joy lens's um singing voice was really good like it was i know she was just like messing around in the kitchen it sounded really nice (laughs) really nice tone to it which when she sung in the first season uh it was a bit understated and i'm assuming they probably did that on purpose like do you remember uh when we did the it was the cheerleading tournament episode and she was pretending that she couldn't dance and we were saying that she actually looked pretty coordinated and i've actually since then seen videos and things that because we follow loads of um you know one tree hill like fan pages and things and posting out just constant media and videos and behind the scenes things and i saw a video on there the other day of her in real life like uh doing like a dance routine and she definitely can dance like she's definitely (laughs) really coordinated and really good and everything so i am yeah her singing voice i thought was really good it sounded really yeah what did you think yeah, I would completely agree. What I really liked is the note at the end, and she tries different ways of doing it. She like, didn't quite hit the note she wanted, and then she tried it, and then she's like, no, that, that doesn't quite sound right. And then that's then enters into the conversation with, with Nathan about the song, which is which is really funny. Uh, but yeah, great voice, yeah. Very good singer. Mm. And she just, again, I know, I'm saying this because I know you can't look this stuff up, but she released <clears throat> a um, like a Christmas, I don't know if it was an album, it might have been like an EP or something, just for the Christmas just gone of doing covers of like Christmas songs and things um, in real life. Oh, so, nice. yeah, cool. So, okay, so we move forward. Uh, some of this might be out of order a little bit, but in Nathan's story, he's at DSM, which stands for... Dan Scott Motors. Yeah, the best place in Tree Hill to uh, upgrade your your ride. But And Keith is he's running things, and there's really nice tender moments between Keith and Nathan where it feels like over the years, because Keith and Dan have always had this like tension and they haven't really seen eye to eye, that that, and because of Keith's relationship to lucas that he also hasn't really bonded a strong connection to nathan like they've always you know known each other you know and probably been at you know dinners and things when royal and may come to town but it's not like a a a deep connection or they probably have never spent time on their own without dan being there and that's starting to to happen here and Keith uh, is is helping Nathan and Nathan saying that he's uh, Nathan's doing like cleaning the cars, basically, you know, sort of the groundwork. And Keith saying, that, you know, it's not glamorous, but you're doing a good job. And uh, and Nathan saying, just treat me like any other employee. 
And uh, and then Nathan says, oh, can I ask for a favor? And Keith's like, ah, oh, so you are like any other employee. I really like that moment. Or what did you think of these these times with Keith and Nathan? Um, th- This episode is the perfect and the first time episode of reality change for Nathan and Lucas. And it's a glimpse into each other's lives from from growing up. So Nathan is now in that path of learning stuff about cars and it, you know just stuff in in the in the garage and and learning about mechanics nice and simple things that that Keith has taught him in one second when he said oh you know when this doesn't work and that doesn't work and, and you get and he's like oh yeah when it the, the engine goes basically saying the engine turns over it won't fire he's like yeah all you got to do is get this wire brush clean that out and it'll work first time every time he's like oh that's so cool i never learned any of that stuff from my dad and this is this is that that perfect reality change where it's like this is what lucas grew up with i now know what lucas grew up with because he had you to kind of guide him through all these things and teach him which i never learned on the flip side which we'll cover lucas is out in a fast car he's doing what everyone is being told to be a bit reckless and go for it and go for the win and and stuff like that and and he's getting the glimpse of of nathan's life so this is the first time we see this in one tree hill and i think that this is so key and very very important that we're now starting to see that world change the, the world is i've got my hands up in a <laughs> in a in a motion like one one above the other and it's literally flipping and turning like that uh and simon you'll have to put out some sort of diagram on instagram <laughs> to show people what i just did um but it it's literally it's, flipping. It's like you turned over, um, uh, what do you call it? Like a sand, the sand timer. The sand That's dial. not what it's called. The sand dial, you know, where the sand goes through. In, in the board game, you know, it's like you flip <laughs> that over. Well, Egg first, timer. <laughs> yeah. Firstly, one more time. Dom, you fucking love it. Look at your face. You are obsessed. Tell you tell me you love this show. Just say it. I say it every episode. I want to hear you say it and then call me Colonel afterwards. It's a great show, Colonel. Do you love it? Dominic, <laughs> you just I almost don't want to I almost don't want to ruin it. I almost don't want to say it so early. Okay, you don't want to it's, I'm, I'm like I'm like your girlfriend that's been like I've said it first and now you're not sure if you want to say it back because it's too <laughs> But but you know really that's what I want to hear. So you don't want to disappoint me. It's like a whole. Is that is that basically where you're at? I'm being honest. I'm not going to say it yet. Because you don't feel it yet. Uh, I mean, there's a tingle there. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is you feel the potential that you could fall in love. I'm falling. Okay. 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 Well, don't. Let's not take it too far then. Don't. Okay. Colonel. I'll still call you Colonel. Yeah, because you love me, so. Yes, I do. You, I do love. Okay. Well, then I'll accept that. (laughs) Because One Tree Hill is part of me, so if you love me, you love One Tree Hill, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So. Nathan. Back to Nathan. Um, Nathan's Nathan's journey with Keith is really nice. It's really good, and he's like, "I'm not learning it." My, there's a great moment where he talks to the cardboard cutout before mm. he talks to the Keith of Dan, and and has that little um, to and fro. I wrote it down. I did Let's write it down. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. 
I did enjoy this doing the bit. voices if you're doing it though. Now we know you can do a perfect Dan or Paul Johansson. Sorry, let's. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on Dan. It's not based on Paul. So okay, well, <laughs> well, let's let's hear a Nathan. I can't do a Nathan. Why not? Because he just goes, "Hey, Dad, how's it going?" When he looks at the cardboard cutout, he goes, "Pretty good, son. You know I'm proud of you." How's Haley? <laughs> and then he just sort of does an okay symbol and then carries on cleaning the car down and then keith comes in and is like well at least the cardboard one's polite <laughs> <laughs> well oh, i like that moment keith says uh nathan says uh in these scenes as well he said oh my dad never taught me this stuff i get he didn't want me to and then he stops and then keith is like i oh, didn't want you to get grease under your fingernails like like me and nathan's like that's not what i think that's not how i feel and but I think that's important because that pretty much that is the difference, isn't it? You know, Dan sells the cars that Keith fixes. You know, um, and I think you've put it perfectly uh, that their roles have switched. And to use my favourite word, they are juxtaposed finally. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I think it is really clever writing, and it's nice to get those dynamics. We don't often see Keith and Nathan or lucas and dan so yeah mm. uh and keith having his like sleeves rolled up and being involved he's kind of he's the boss that you'd want to work for isn't he dan is very much a, I, I don't help for help mm. you know i think you know there's there's people in the world that have a cleaner and clean before the cleaner turns up yeah because you know they were kind of want to <laughs> they don't want a shitty impression of their life you know whereas dan is like no that's the cleaner's job i'm not fucking doing that Mm. that's that's how i see him anyway and, and kind of keith is the i would clean for the cleaner i mean let the cleaner have a sit down for three hours because they've probably cleaned dan's house for six hours on top of that already you know <laughs> and he gives the cleaner a frosty yeah definitely fridge. <laughs> <laughs> that fridge i think is on wheels it just goes anywhere he is <laughs> yeah, it is tied to his belt it just gets dragged <laughs> along well uh nathan um later well he asked keith to go with him to check out a car which he says that he will um hayley goes shopping with brooke and peyton should we just cover that when they when we cover brooke and peyton because she's there she says a couple things but it's not really about her it's more about brooke and peyton yeah yeah we'll come back to that okay so nathan yeah it's when we get home it's when we get home that's like the next important bit i think yeah, so Nathan comes, has uh, got Haley a surprise, and he puts his like hands over her eyes, and she's saying, "There's a car in the apartment, crazy." Opens her eyes, and what is it, Dom? It's a it's a nice keyboard, very nice posh, fancy new keyboard. And how does Haley feel about it? Well, we this is this, these are the moments that stand out to me the most. Like I was saying earlier, is that it's it's an immediate point of tension because as much as you know that it's a lovely gift and it's such a thoughtful thing, because he's like, "Are you composing your own song?" And I know that you're gonna you're gonna want to do this and you're gonna want to write it. And he says, "I know you can go so far with your music because you're so good at it and passionate about it." And um, this was kind of like the right purchase, and she's completely the opposite way around we need to be practical we need to save our money that money is for 
these things how are we going to bring groceries home how are we going to do this how am i going to put your body in a boot if i have no boot to put it in <laughs> it's just it's that kind of feeling she's such so practical and he's already willing to write off her life and future for for kind of as like whimsy it's just like i'm not gonna succeed in that but i do need a car i need a car right now and that money was for a car this has to go back and he's like you know that doesn't make sense to me i I thought i was doing a nice thing and it kind of gets thrown back at him and he's not sure how to handle it it's maturity levels like she is way more mature than he is and uh and and then more seasoned because she says you know, I know that you have no experience of managing money, but these are the things that we need to do if we're going to make this marriage work. So she definitely, you know, has has it right. Um, well, as we move forward, Nathan is discussing this with Keith. Keith saying, "How did how did the keyboard go down?" And Nathan's explaining it. And Keith says, "Well, look, we've got a, a, a car over here. We could fix it up together, so I could teach you how you know how this stuff goes." And then when we're finished, you can keep it. And they've been saying, oh, like a like a family project. Nice moment, nice sentiment. Keith is the man, right? Absolutely. And that we have that moment where Keith then throws the like the rag on top of the, the side panelling of the car and it just drops off. And he's like, <laughs> uh, we can fix that. But a really great moment. And it's that perfect, like, this is what you missed out on. These are the life skills that you missed out on. And this is the, the the fun uncle I can be. And I'll look out for you and I'll take care of you. And I care about you. And I think he's always cared about him. He's just never been allowed that time or that access, has he? You know, because Dan doesn't want him roughing it and running around in a garage, you know, learning things with his half brother when he could be, <laughs> when he could be, uh, you know, out there playing basketball going to you know playing college ball through that potentially getting into nba being a superstar earning a fuck ton of money when you know they're getting their fingers dirty pulling a transmission apart you know Mm. yeah yeah um so later on nathan tells Haley this that you know keith's gonna help them with a car um what what i found funny is that she's playing it and she's kind of playing it badly. And I think that's because she knows it's not hers. I can't keep it. It's not mine. I've got to send it back. And she's just kind of plinky plonking on it. And I'm thinking the whole time, I'm thinking, if they're having to return it, you need to stop touching it. Stop <laughs> playing it. <laughs> just put, take your hands off it. You don't care how clean they are. Get away from it. That shit's going back. <laughs> but it doesn't have to go back. And she's like really thrilled that she gets to keep it so these are nice moments and Naley is back went through a little something and we got through but she even says oh i'm so glad like it doesn't have to go or something like that it's almost like in tears of joy (laughs) that she gets to keep it tears of joy that's that's another screenplay i'm gonna write it's just about bethany joy lens it's about well hopefully it's tears of happy happy tears yeah happy tears yeah tears of joy nice (laughs) So is there anything else we need to say about Nathan and Haley? No, oh, Nathan talks at the is at the River Court at one point and he's talking to Lucas, but I think we can talk we can touch on that when we get to Lucas. But he's basically warning Lucas again, like, really, do you sure you want to let him in after all of this everything you know about him? Uh, but it's nice to see Nathan just turning up at the River Court and, you know, with the guys. It's kind of like he's part of that friend group and he's sort of left 
the vanity of his you know popularity at, at the high school and he's kind of left that group there it doesn't interest him anymore he's not showing up to anyone he's not showing up to a crowd and he can turn up you know on his way to but it was he on his way to work yeah yeah so i've got to go to work but you know he's just you know just passing through shoots one in and then goes so he's like i've got loads of work to do loads of stuff and i've got stuff to sort out Haley and stuff like that so it's really nice that he can just turn up and it's it's like comfortable with lucas as well he's, he can have that conversation and they're very real with each other yeah it's crazy and to think that you know that's where it all began they had a one-on-one on that court dom under the cover of night they did they did indeed and just so I don't forget, in case we don't cover that bit again, um, where Lucas is like uh, Nathan saying, oh, should you be playing? Um, and I forgot that Lucas got injured at the end of season one, didn't he? Because Dan kept him in the game. Do you remember when he pulled his shoulder? And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, I forgot like that you were actually, you're still injured from this. Um, and when he's talking about it later with Dan, he's saying, oh, I... I you know every day I think will I be able to play basketball the same way? And I was thinking what what happened to you? And I was like from the car accident. <laughs> you came back. You played. It's okay. And I was like oh no wait you're talking to the guy that caused this injury because he ignored medical advice, didn't he? He did. He did. It was shocking. I think that was a little dig at him at that point. Okay, little sly, little sly one. So, okay, anything else to say about Nathan and Haley, or can we move on to your predictions? I don't have anything else to say about them in this episode. Uh, well, other than Dan taking exception to um, Nathan working at the garage. Oh yeah, well we can talk about that when we get to Dan and Lucas. Well, what's your prediction for Nathan and Haley moving forward? I think Haley. Haley's story and Nathan's story is going to stay fairly on the level as to where it is. Um, I don't know, you know, what the next interruption is going to be because that's what it's all about, isn't it? With with their relationship, there's a slight interruption. In this case, it was they needed to buy a car. They bought a keyboard instead. Um, so, what's the next interruption going to be? And I, I I can't see where that's coming from. I don't really know what that's going to be. Um, I can't help but think that Haley going into the music world and writing stuff and composing and being a bit more of a singer is going to play into what happens with Peyton and Karen's story. And that's going to fall in line a little bit. And it's going to be, you know, when they're going to have this all ages event, music event, live kind of night. Um, and I think Haley's going to be kind of thrust into that world. What What scares me a little bit is kind of what was offered in front of Peyton and I kind of feel like Haley is the one that's going to suffer the most out of this. Ooh. You're pulling faces at me now, but um, I can't help but feel like Haley's going to get involved in this music world and then drugs are going to get involved and stuff like that. But I, I'm not sure whether that's going to be Peyton's path or Haley's path. I'm not sure. We'll talk about that when we get to Peyton. So Haley Escobar, James. Scott. <laughs> yes, absolutely. El Chapo's <laughs> in the house. El Chapo. <laughs> El Hapo. Oh boy. Glazed nostrils. It's happening. Tree Hill. <laughs> Drugs are real. Uh, okay. All right. We'll see, my friend. So, should, what on that? Should we move into Peyton? Yeah. Do we want to cover Peyton and Brooke 
same time or they've got I fairly think different separate. journeys? I think separate this time, yeah. Okay. Let's start with painting then. Let's go for it. Oh boy. Let's get oh. it. Can I start? I, may, may I begin? I'd love you to. Well, I have an issue. I have oh, a no. problem. Guess what? Her name's fucking Peyton. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no I, I have an issue. We see Peyton. She comes into Karen's Cafe. It's a place we know. It's a place we love. It's a place where I feel safe and everything's better, you could say. But she... <laughs> She comes in and there's Karen. Oh, Karen, I'm sorry things didn't work out with my dad. Um, you know, I was really enjoying getting to know you. So that that brings us some context to the fact that we know that this relationship is over. Now, I was, I'm on a rewatch of Cobra Kai, Dom, which is good times because uh, my wife's watching it now. So we're rewatching it together so I can get to season three because I still haven't seen the third season. Sweet life out. Right. <laughs> Had a baby, Dominic. <laughs> but the, um, but the uh, I was flipping through um, the IMDb of the Karate Kid, uh, the movie, or you know some of the stuff. And I, uh, no, 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 I'm no, no. I'm sorry, forget that. I wouldn't do that because of spoilers. I don't want to spoil myself for Cobra Kai for season three. I was looking through the One Tree Hill IMDb to look at there's any characters that I'd like not really thought about to try and bring them on for a conversation with. And I was like, oh, Larry, maybe we could see if, what's, it, what's Larry been doing. He would be an interesting one to have on. Dom, do you know that he is the villain in Karate Kid 3? He's Terry no. Silver in Karate Kid 3. Is he actually... Yeah, do you, do you remember Karate Kid 3? And he's like the, the crazy guy. That he... I'm trying to remember. Well, he he he's like an insane villain in the third Karate Kid. And I was like, oh my God, it's him. And there is him. It was Peyton's dad. Wow. The original dad or new dad? Original the only dad, dad we've seen. The only dad we've seen, yeah. Let's get him on. Well, I, he hasn't he hasn't had an acting credit since two thousand and seven. You can find him. I found him already um, on <laughs> on Instagram, but he hasn't posted in like over a year or something. So again, if anyone has access or knows someone that knows someone that can get in contact with him, we want to we want to speak to all these people for a conversation with. It's like my favorite series of ours. Like <laughs> it's our only series. Apart from this, anyway, <laughs> she's saying I've I haven't been I was enjoying getting to know you, Karen. I'd like to still do that, unless that's weird. No, 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 that's nice. Karen says, "Okay, oh, that's nice." Hey, Karen, I need something. Now that we're friends, got need a favor. Now exactly that. Oh, I thought exactly the same thing. It's like, oh, I'm really sorry this didn't work out. Can we stay in touch? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, great. I need this. I was like, oh my god. How well, can it, you do that? At least it, give it an hour. <laughs> give it a day. Send the yeah. message later. Like, and then, but then it goes a step further. Oh, I want to do this all ages night. You know, I want to do it somewhere cool, not your shitty cafe, but somewhere really nice. You know, <laughs> I want to do it somewhere. You know, people want to go. Not here. Not 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 a shithole like this. You know, somewhere really <laughs> really good. Um, you know, somewhere cool, somewhere that you know people want to be seen at, and you know whatever. Not 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 this pile of garbage that you call a business. Um, <laughs> right? So true. That's so true. 
the most backhanded sort of i'm not even say a compliment just comments of yeah so yeah but i mean this all sets up to play into karen's journey i guess but i'm glad that you felt the same way and it wasn't just me yeah i i think that she just she goes in there and is like oh hey i I came to see you because it's oh you're here to see lucas now here to see you didn't work out with with your dad i'm really sorry blah 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 blah. i need something (laughs) it's like okay but what i what's quite nice is that i'm now starting to see what everyone has talked about with karen being the one tree hill mum and that's that's evident with with peyton coming in and having a conversation and her her kind of treatment of of Haley and stuff like that. So, um, that that was like the first glimpse of it for me. So, mm. yeah, good. I, I know we're talking about Peyton. I I I didn't hate Peyton in this episode. I thought she she was okay. And that moment, I thought that's a bit like rude, just going in and saying like I need something. Um, and that's how it felt anyway to me. Um, but I in the rest of the episode, I actually thought she was she was okay. She was fairly fairly decent. Well, talk to us about Peyton. So where does she go from after after this? So she's got the suggestion of this all-ages night. Let all people come in. You can't go and see good music unless you've got a fake ID. Let's do an all-ages night. Let's get everyone involved. It'll be a nice sort of community thing. I want to handle this, handle that. I suggested it a third and they were kind of like, you know, go and do what you got to do. Go and make these things happen, right? Yeah, basically, we're not interested. Yeah, we're, we're not going to like support you with this but you can go and find your own way of doing it yeah she wanted them to sponsor it so i mean she was just saying they were just saying no we're not interested so yeah so she then goes to find the band manager right yeah so she finds the band manager and the as as she's talking to him he's like these two the the band aren't going to do things like come to your prom and do that it's it's not going to happen nobody cares about having underage kids here we just want you know adults to come in drink our beer even though everyone is underage everywhere in one tree hill (laughs) gets away with absolutely everything uh including going to strip clubs they make their money from the bar as well don't they so like as in a lot of bands in places when they play a show they get a cut of the take of the bar don't they to uh because that's part of a revenue income yeah, so people are gonna if they're not paying for tickets, they're gonna be buying drinks and stuff like that. And or if the yeah. ticket price isn't that high, they're not gonna earn a lot of money there. So they might earn a, a percentage of takings at the bar. It mm. wouldn't be a massive amount though. Mm. Agent will take it all. Management takes it all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the, there's a really nice moment where the two performers come out, the two band members come out, and they're arguing and having a little row with each other. And Peyton. Um, refers to them as plant and page uh, which is a really really good what well, i thought was a really good moment because it's a re- reference to um robert plant and jimmy page from led zeppelin who oh, i had no idea i actually thought they were just that was their name so no, no uh that that's what what it was in reference to is but yeah robert plant was the front man and jimmy page was like the lead guitarist and they're both you know in in those sorts of bands there's a lot of personalities and a, a lot of rows and arguments and um it was kind of like a, a nice reference to, to put it in there. I thought I thought it was quite good. And she settles them, doesn't she? She sort of calms it down. But in the way she talks is very different at certain points within her conversation. When she's talking to the, the band like manager or the guy that owns the venue, she's very... He's talking about um, 
they don't want to perform to kids and blah 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 they're not going to come to your prom and all of that and she talks like a child she's got that Mm -hmm. very sort of childish voice like oh but they could do this and we could do that and oh please sir and you know it's just like but then the band members come out i'm hungry (laughs) the band members come out and she's hungry as that still hasn't happened. I, I hope that happens soon. I don't have to wait till like season eight, episode twenty-one, or something stupid like that. I'd be very upset if that's right as well. What a prediction <laughs> that would be. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and she calms them down, and she says, "You know, you guys need to stop arguing. I saw you the first night you performed here, and you were fantastic, and you did this, and you did that, and you got great chemistry." And she she kind of fixes it and works it all out, and they have a little laugh, and they bugger off. Um, <laughs> And then, like, she turns around and looks at the, the 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 manager, sort of like venue guy, and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to give you a chance. I'll give you a shot. It sounds like a good idea, but this is what we've got to do. You know, you've got to handle all their demands and all their needs. They're going to want booze. They're going to want food. They're going to want drugs. They're going to want." And she's like, "Oh, hang on a minute." And then he just starts getting the drugs out. Just gonna just gonna casually set up some lines. For a 16-year-old. Because mm. I'm a piece of shit scumbag. Fucking horrendous. I, I, yes, I completely agree. I mean, it reminds me of, um, there's a comedian that says that they're, like, getting into Hollywood and, uh, and someone's, like, just, uh, they're doing, like, a script meeting and someone's just started racking up lines out of cocaine. It's like... I can see you. Do you know I can see you? (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. But I have to say, parts of this felt a little bit like, you know, like what they would put in in school as like a little um, after school special kind of documentary of don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. These are the sort of people that are going to offer you drugs in the music industry. And look, here's a line of cocaine. And, you know, you're going to go from this to the gutter you know it it within one day you know in fact after you've done this one line she's going to do this line of cocaine and she's going to automatically be homeless because that's how drugs work (laughs) now i'm not (laughs) according to the james family anyway (laughs) and that's not me defending drugs or anything like that i obviously don't do drugs or anything and you may think that dom and i do drugs (laughs) from how we come across on the podcast but we do not but um, you can test my urine any time. I'm clean. I do weekly. <laughs> you test my urine weekly. Yeah. <laughs> I sent I've got it those to samples. Your house. I, just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I didn't God. know you were doing anything with it. I was just sending it to you. Just... <laughs> um, but look, obviously, I mean, this is our first, uh, our first recreational drug storyline or anything in one tree hill we had nathan had his had the steroids or performance enhancers am i right have i missed anything we haven't had any recreational drugs have we no he was basically taking speed wasn't he to be like faster and stronger that was the aim and now yeah we're just rolling out the class a's just for you know whack that up your nose for fun yeah yeah i mean yeah i get what you mean about this after school special thing it did kind of there's that do you remember that you might not well it was released in the 80s so we we didn't exist quite um i think it's either 80s or early 90s so we we might have existed but it was grange hill did just say no 
All right. Uh, a, okay. They had a whole storyline about drugs, and like one of their characters was, just became a drug addict overnight. And um, then they released a song that was in the charts called "Just Say No." Oh wow! And the it cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a go. I think it's on an now album. <laughs> uh, I'll find it on YouTube. But uh, yeah, put it in the put it in the, the description links links in the bio. <laughs> Make sure we're spreading that message. <laughs> Well, so that is it. It is a good message. Of course, drugs are bad. This is, we know this, we agree with this. Um, But the way it was framed, it was just a little bit out of left field. Like, as in, it could have been built up a little bit. It could have been, like, um, later, the band, she asked her to go and get drugs or something, and she goes and gets them, and then the dealer's like, uh, I oh, you're a, you're a narc or something, or you're an undercover police officer. I'm making it worse. I'm making the story worse. This is terrible writing. But, you know, like, <laughs> you have to do the drugs in front of me. I don't know. But there's probably Get- a cleaner way of getting to, getting to this point rather than it just being, okay, you're in the music business, kid. Here's some cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, saying, like, the only way we're going to seal this deal is if you whack some of that up your nose isn't the way of doing business. It's not... <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> and it it was a bit shocking to to add that in. He knows how young she is. He knows, you know, because they've had that conversation. He knows that she's not right for that environment. And he says at the beginning, until he turns around, until she turns around and like tells off the band members. So why do it? Why why put it in? And and you're right. It it feels very strange that it's been added in, and and that's kind of the theme that he went for. And he's just like chopping up some lines getting ready to go and hands her like a dollar bill and it's like that's that's not even my money it's someone else's money you want me to put out my nose do you know how many people have touched that note do you know how many people have touched that note i'm not putting that on my nose that is nasty i i think there's like a uh fact isn't there that like some massive percent of all american currency has traces of cocaine on or something (laughs) do you know why Hashtag the eighties. So. <laughs> I think it's a hashtag Peyton Sawyer. <laughs> God. Well, I think you could read it in another way that potentially is like grooming her, um, and this is a way of like starting her into this sort of downward spiral, which is horrific. Um, you know, as much as we're like sort of making light of it, it is obviously uh, a really heavy theme and and important to touch on um because kids do drugs like as in i mean all people of all ages do drugs drugs do not discriminate against age but um you know kids of this sort of age do try drugs and they do they do do these things and you know we make silly mistakes and do this that and the other and um i mean so it is important for a show like this i think to have these things in because it can provide good life lessons that people can hopefully learn from vicariously watching someone on a tv show rather than having to go through it themselves or you know to get those lessons without having to to do that and as much as that sounds a bit extra or whatever i mean i'm coming from the perspective where this show is you know directly influenced my life not in terms of you know cocaine and drugs um (laughs) but pain's not gonna do it i will (laughs) in terms of you know motivation you know other things we've spoken about but there could be someone out there that's like oh i've you know 
been offered drugs and thought about it, this, that, and the other, and then they watch this and see this storyline and see what, what, however, whichever way it develops, and thinks, no, I'm not going to do that because of you know what I've learned from this. So I think it's really important to have it in there. But I, I think it was a little bit, um, a little bit paint by numbers, a little bit e too easy to connect the dots. Hmm. Yeah, I would completely agree with you there. Completely. What what would have been really funny is if she'd gone into the next scene where she goes to Brooke's house and she was absolutely buzzing. She's like, hey, Brooke, uh, what's happening, Brooke? Are you okay? Uh, why are you so sad? Don't be sad. Don't be sad. Let's go for a swim. Let's go for a swim. Oh, look at the guy. He's naked. Let's, let's go for a run. <laughs> and just still doing the constant. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, like, just over, <laughs> just over, over the top. Yeah. Because, I mean, that is kind of, that wouldn't have almost felt out of place. It felt like that's what was coming next, actually. Yeah. Um, it's all a little bit, yeah, paint by numbers. But the underlying message is really good and important. Um, you know, drugs are bad. They are not good. They destroy your body, destroy your brain. Not a good look. Don't waste your life, money, time on it. Dom and I don't. And we consider it's important that you do not either. Be mm. healthy. Be of sound mind when you're listening to our podcast. <laughs> okay. Because we're not. <laughs> <laughs> Just naturally, though. It's our natural yeah. chemicals. It's natural high. <laughs> you, you Speaking to you, Dom, you provide me with endorphins and highs. <laughs> so, you know, I don't need a CD band manager to uh, be guilting and pressuring me into doing drugs. But where, where does Peyton go? Should we talk about Peyton, Brooke, and Haley at the shop, the store? Which we leave um, out for Brooke's storyline. Kind of Peyton's kind of finished. Peyton's doing her dressing up, isn't she? That's the only time where she's in the store. She's trying on different things, and it's and it's. She makes a comment about Brooke not trying things on, and that was the first indicator to me that Brooke has no money, as well. Other than obviously the previous episode where she had no money, but this is the first indicator to me that she knows the reason why she's got no money. Um, and I actually sent you prediction videos about Brooke. So they're on your phone. Um, but Peyton's journey then jumps to seeing Karen at the end of the episode. So she goes to see Brooke, cheers up Brooke, and then you see her, she goes to see Karen. And she goes to see Karen again, but they're at the, the venue where um, the party was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Nathan and Haley's kind of wedding party with that Lucas threw for them. They're in that space. And they're, she's Karen has kind of taken her there and is saying... This is what I want to turn this space into. I had these plans and because Karen's gone a whole different journey in this episode. Yep. And uh, this is what I want to do. I think your idea is fantastic. And I want you to be the host of the all ages night that I'm going to run. And like, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, super happy. Peyton's happy. She's kind of got what she wanted without having to take, um, you know, cocaine and be forced into a world of drugs and prostitution. Uh, <laughs> um so- so do you think that's, that's the it. end of that's the end of it then for okay no, well, yes absolutely not let's talk about that's yes that wraps up that and then loads to say about karen can't I actually really looking we always look forward to talking about karen but this time i look forward to it for the right reasons yeah, yeah same <laughs> but um so what's your prediction for brooke then oh, sorry what's your prediction for peyton is that the end or like or you think this is going into a, a drug downward spiral i'm assuming it's, that's what you're going to say it's got to hasn't it it has to it has because why to be would you why would you 
Why would you put it in there otherwise? Yeah, exactly. Why have it mentioned in one episode and then no more? It has to. Someone has to end up in trouble with drugs for whatever reason. Buying, selling, taking, dealing. I don't know. I think the taking is is going to be the problem. I think one of them is going to develop a drug problem. It's angled for us to think it's going to be Peyton. But there's, there's other angles, obviously, that we could look at. But at the moment, it's going to be put this business together, set everything up, put a bar in there, call it Deb's Den or whatever. <laughs> throw this together, throw that together. Um, we're going to hold a night here. It's a great space. Have a nice staging area. This is how it's going to how it's going to run from now on. We're going to get there. We're going to have like a band and people and groups. And they're going to be like, hey, where's my beer? Thanks. Hey, where's my food? Thanks. Where's my fucking drugs? They're going to want the drugs. And she's going to have to like find drugs somehow and fall into that world. It's kind of setting you up to think that she's going to fall into that world and end up taking them and get into trouble. That's kind of where we're aiming. However, if Haley ends up being in this world and going down that path and, and, and saying, oh, I'm going to, I want to be a musician. I want to do more open mic nights. I, I feel really comfortable with it. I'm really enjoying it. Someone's going to be like, hey, just give it a go. It gives you a buzz. And she's going to be like, I'm really tired from all these open mic nights I've been doing and all the schoolwork I've been doing and all the extra classes and all the tuition and all of this and all of that. And it's all adding up and being married. It's all a, it's all quite, you know, pressurized. I feel very under pressure. You know what make you feel better? Have some class A drugs. Oh, OK. <laughs> I'll give them a little go. Oh, OK. I've tried that. Uh, I've got a bit of a buzz. I, sang, I did the fucking gig of my life just now. Clearly, it's the drugs that have done that. And it will go down a really horrible, slippery slope of Haley being a complete mess. Wow. I hope that doesn't happen. I hope that doesn't I hope it really I, doesn't happen. I'd hate that. What would be bad is if um, the girl that has no money get, gets the drug problem and has to, like, steal to buy drugs. Oh, Brooke, Meaning you mean. Brooke, yeah. So, Ooh. I mean, I've, I've given you three options of who's going to have the drug problem. <laughs> I'll let you choose <laughs> which one's right. <laughs> okay. What if it was Mouth? Mouth. Mouth's a secret dealer. Jimmy's the dealer. Jimmy comes back. He's been dealing this whole time. Ravenshoops.com is just a cover. He actually, <laughs> it's actually a drug dealer. <laughs> that's why he's hanging around with river court he's only there that episode because he was just selling to the guys fuck fuck that's so true he's jimmy jimmy's such a drug dealer well he was but now he's tied up in mouth's closet so marvin is running the streets now well true yeah maybe maybe he was just like the the face man he was the one down in columbia like with a bat and maybe a shotgun like threatening some children who were like Picking and making the drugs and cooking it no, up. You've taken stuff. it too far. You've taken it too far. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Colombia, you're threatening children. Well, We're going to have this sorry. man on the podcast at some I've been, point. I've been having, I've been having weird dreams. <laughs> you took it to the bad place again. <laughs> okay, let's come back. Let's go back in Tree Hill. I'm back in Tree Hill. I'm back in Tree Hill. I'm happy. Everything's good. Everything's better, and everything's safe. Karen and Deb are here. I'm okay. Ooh. Karen and Deb, huh? <laughs> bring bring back sugar and spice and we got a we got a party. <laughs> we got a party. Where's Teresa? Oh, God. <laughs> Simon wants Teresa. You say this. I, I preferred sugar and spice from that time. <laughs> you keep focusing on Teresa. That's not that's not where my head was at. 
you and this is too much testosterone <laughs> we're so manly we're such manly men we are I mean, after this i'm gonna uh i actually need to chop up some firewood and i'm just gonna spit on the ground for a bit but um <laughs> make a fire pee on it to put it out you know how i'd be <laughs> okay oh, so God. that's peyton where do we go with so many great op- great places we can go to karen and a new and a new person we can go to dan and lucas we can go to felix we can go so many places where do you want to go let's go to go on go on say felix felix yeah <laughs> how did you let's come go up with to felix. that how did you decide uh, felix? there's just a little voice in my head though. <laughs> so felix dom i have a little story to go along with this oh so, okay please share the actor Michael Coppen, Copen. How would you pronounce that? C O P O N. Coppen, Copen. C O P O N. Yeah. Coppen, Copen. Coppen. Let's call him Michael Coppen. Michael. I've met him in real life. Really? The only cast member from One Tree Hill that I've actually met in real life, and it was completely unplanned and coincidental. So. Well, coincidental, not coincidental. It was at a Comic-Con. So I've been to Comic-Con <laughs> in London twice. Uh, once was for work. So I was supporting um, supporting someone to go. And it was a great time. And another time I went with a friend because he want- we both wanted to go for our own reasons. He wanted to go because Star Trek people were there. So I haven't told you this, Dom, but I have a friend that is a massive Star Trek fan. Oh, wow. Massive. He loves it. Um, loves it. So he'll be. I haven't told him that I've done. We're going to do the Star Trek podcast because I want to just surprise him with it. Um, and see what he thinks. But he wanted to go for that, and I wanted to go because Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown, was there, and you can get pictures with him with the DeLorean. And I was like. <laughs> I'm going. I, I have to go. So for people that don't know, I'm a massive Back to the Future fan. Um, especially the second one. I love the first one too. But it reminds me of good times with my dad. He, I remember we were watching it when I was a kid and he, for the first time, and like him pausing it and explaining to me like the different timelines. You know, when in... You, you know the films really well, right? Everyone does. Yeah. You know, in the second one where they go back and Biff is like basically Donald Trump. And he was sort of explaining to me why it's important and why that had happened. And it's just really good memories. Anyway, well, I went there because of that. And we're walking... Have you been to a Comic-Con before? Uh, I've been to a Star Trek convention. Okay. But, so the but same, not. but the nerd level is just turned up to an, an extra an extra <laughs> 100, is it? I was well out of my depth, to be honest. I'll be very honest. I, I had no idea what the hell was going on. But yes, there's so many people in like costume and stuff like that. But it's just... Star Trek. There's no like so Comic Con's like uh spattering of things, isn't it? And lots of different different shows and stuff going on in comics, obviously. But with this it was uh it was just Star Trek. They love it. It's a, gonna be a brave new world. <laughs> These people love it. They well 
Well, this Comic-Con, it was really great. I really enjoyed it. I'd like to go again when Comic-Cons are a thing. It was great fun. Uh, we were walking around, and uh, and there are just people that have, like, stools. They're, like, in, you know, actors that have been in things and whatever. And I was just walking past, and they have, like, the stuff behind them that show, you know, what they've been in and whatever. And I saw the One Tree Hill logo, and I was like, oh, my God. And I looked down, and there he is, Felix. Michael Coppin sat right there. And um, he was also in. He was he was in Power Rangers. He was one of the Power Rangers. He was also in. Do you remember the Scorpion King with the Rock, like the spin off yeah. of the Mummy? There was a sequel that was like I can't remember, like Son of the Scorpion King or something like that. And he was the Scorpion King. He was the lead role in it. Um, and then now he uh, he does producing. He's won an Emmy for producing, um, and he's more like behind the camera now. Uh, has his own studio like film studio all this stuff so doing really well but um i didn't know what the um well the etiquette is because i like i i didn't really know like am i can i just go up to him can i just like have a conversation with him or do i have to like go and buy something do i have to like pay and then he like autograph something like all i wanted to be or i just wanted to go up and just be like hey man i loved you in one tree hill that's what i wanted to say <laughs> I didn't really know what I didn't know really know what to do, so I sort of say to my friend Greg, and I'm like, oh, "Greg, this guy from One Tree Hill." He's like, "Yeah, just go say hi." And I was like, "Can I do that? Is that all right? What What do I do?" There was like no one at his table either, so I was like very nervously sort of went up, but I went up like so quietly. He didn't see me there, and he was like on his phone. And I was like, now I'm stood there, and he doesn't even know that I'm stood there. <laughs> so I was like, uh, oh, uh, excuse me, hi, how's how's it going? I was like, yeah, I um, I loved you in the next episode, episode five. Can I tell you what it's called? Does that ruin things? I'm not even going to tell you. But the next episode, episode five, I said, oh, I loved you in then the episode of the title of episode five. It's a great episode. And he was just like, oh, thank you very much. And I was like, no, thank thank you. And that was it. And then I nervously walked away. Now, this was a couple years ago. If it was now, it would have been a whole thing. Like I, my confidence with this stuff has gone way up. But I was very shy with this stuff. Um, you'd, you'd, now you'd be like, hold on a sec. I've just got to set up my mic. Right. So I'm here with Felix from, <laughs> from season two, episode four and five. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Well... Like, whereas my friend Greg, he met... Do you remember I sent you a picture the other day of Garrick from Star Trek? It's the only character I know. Because yeah, from we, Deep Space we, Nine. Because we met him there. Uh, oh. and, and, like, we've got this whole thing where Greg shook his hand and the guy that played Garrick held on to his hand for their whole conversation. And their conversation <laughs> was, like, five minutes long about all of this stuff about Star Trek that was so in-depth. And like I kept taking pictures from a distance because it was so funny. <laughs> Greg's just like Garrick had me in his grip, and he wouldn't let me go. <laughs> <laughs> he's a, in the in the program in Deep Space Nine. He's a really sort of unusual character. He's very very strange because you, you you don't. He's supposed to be. He's made out to be this tailor, and then he's just this card. The, the race is Cardassian. He's a tailor. He makes clothing for people and stuff like that. But actually, he's got this like secret past where he's like a mega super killer spy sort of thing. <laughs> um, but it, it's quite cool that he's, he's met him. That's very cool. 
Yeah, well, and on the same at the same Comic Con, last thing before we move on is uh, the guy that plays Biff. I think his name's Thomas Wilson. I might be getting that wrong. Um, but he played Biff. He was there, um, and at one point he was just walking around. He was walking past where we were where we were walking, and I just had this moment where Biff is walking past me, and so I just went you're the man and like put my hand up and he high-fived me as we went past <laughs> I said, thank you man and greg was a few steps behind me uh because i was like i'd just eagerly just like gone forward and greg tried to say something to get the same thing the same reaction and uh but greg he mumbles sometimes especially when he's excited and he just went call me a butthead you know which makes sense you know uh but all you know thomas wilson must have heard was and so as greg puts his hand up to high five him he just airs him he just (laughs) walks past and does him five (laughs) nope (laughs) because i I don't know maybe he thought he called him but i don't know or maybe he just didn't know what you're a butthead (laughs) maybe he just thought i can't five it in case you've just in case it's something i don't agree with i don't know wow um but there you go maybe he did five him he just looked confused i can't remember but anyway (laughs) comic-con was really cool i'd love to go back um so i'd love to go to a comic-con with you dom so maybe when the world's normal we could go to one it'd be really cool we'll go to a star trek one no 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 let's go to one where everywhere there's things from everywhere oh we'll There'll do that as well be star trek people there they're everywhere we'll, we'll go to a star trek one as well okay well we we're going to wilmington oh i guess actually that's fair i'm i'm bringing you to wilmington on your podcast you dictate where we go if you're saying we're going somewhere for a festival not festival for comic-con there's not a star trek festival is there I mean, we're going to make one if there isn't. <laughs> is there a place where, like, like a Wilmington, where it's like the mecca? Like, that's the mecca for One Tree Hill. Is there a mecca for Star Trek? It must be Paramount Studios. Okay. Well, CBS makes all of their stuff now. It's all on CBS, but it's, it's all, it used to all be made at Paramount. Okay. Okay, well, I'm down to go to a Star Trek convention. I, I'm at your will, man. I've signed <laughs> on to do the podcast, so I, I have to. I have to say, when I went to a Star Trek convention, I was like, really? <laughs> I wasn't going to go, but I went. It was good fun. It was alright. Yeah, well, we'll do it, man. It's um, good times. Okay, so Felix, first impressions of Felix. He's swimming in Brooks Pool. He's speaking Spanish. What was your first impressions? And can you tell? And because you know, and I always do this to you, and I'm sorry. What what did he say to Brooke in uh, Spanish? He was swimming in the pool, and she was like, get out, get out the pool. Like, pool boys don't swim in the pool, whatever. You no swim here. <laughs> and he... Showed some of Brooke's real ignorance there, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and he says, lo siento, which means I'm sorry. Um, and she's like, okay, well, I siento to get out of the pool sort of thing. And then he says something in between that, but I didn't catch, I didn't get what he said. I, I didn't, I couldn't get it. I couldn't even get it on the second watch as well. But then he says, he basically says, I'll be seeing you soon. Or I'll be seeing uh, you later. And then he walks off and it's, yeah, I'll see you around kind of thing. Okay. And at this point, 
Well, and he revealed his dong before that, didn't he? <laughs> Which it is brave. Gets a look. <laughs> well, it's brave, isn't it? Because like, it's an outdoor pool. It's probably quite cold. And it's just like, hey, look, here's my dick. This is, it's just like, you know, you have like resting bitch face. This is like, this is my resting dick face right here. <laughs> this is, you know, not excited, nothing. This is, you're seeing it with the lights on and everything. And I'm proud. Look at this. It doesn't matter how cold it is. Yeah, that's not me. <laughs> if I, I, I just be like, please look the other way, please pass me a towel <laughs> and a hoodie and some trousers, please. I'm really embarrassed about this. A, a, don't tell a, anyone. Look do away. you know where your your towels up to this height <laughs> covering yeah. your nipples? All right, Dom. Oh, I'm so All right. sorry. Your Jesus. face changed so quickly then as well. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't realise we were like five episodes ago talking about the <laughs> trauma of my childhood. No, bring it up as you want. No, just do whatever you want. I get oh, fucking Donald Trump over there. You do what you want. The world's yours. Make me feel like shit. <laughs> What's the problem? I have two nipples. They're like burgers, but that's fine. Oh. I'm going to incite. They're normal nipples. They're absolutely, it's the alioli that goes around them. But even that (laughs) is fine. Okay? People have different shaped nipples, you fucking prick. I'm going to, if I'm Donald Trump, I'm going to start tweeting, Storm Simon's house. Go to the door, take off his top. (laughs) Chad Michael Murray has the same nipples. So (laughs) guess what? Me and Chad, we're fine. We're doing what we want. We're living our life. Your living hatred your can't stop us. Best life. So Felix, he's got his dong out. He's spoken a bit of Spanish. And then he disappears. And we assume he's... We're told that he's the pool boy by, by Brooke. But we, we know he isn't. Because no, no pool boy would be that brazen to just get in the pool and start swimming around. Are you not talking to me now? Colonel. Colonel. See you smiling. I can see you. Don't hide your face. (laughs) Yes. It's all good content, my friend. You're heavy breathing. (laughs) That's what they want to hear. They love it. Ah. (laughs) Yes. Chips, 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 chips. (laughs) Oh, definitely having chips for lunch. Yeah, have to. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You 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 didn't think he was the pool boy. I didn't think he was the pool boy. I think okay. Where where is he going to turn up next? And then we see Lucas nearly getting run over. Mm -hmm. And Felix jumps out the car, and Brooke was literally about to park her car in that space. It's like he almost timed it to perfection. She gets out to see if he's okay. And he has a really weird line where he's like, yeah, unless we're both dead. I thought that was a, I thought that was a bit of a rubbish line. Oh, I, Lucas said that. Yeah, it's a bit of a throwaway line. I don't I don't really know why that made it into the episode, but okay, fine. And then she goes running over and confronts Felix like, hey, what the hell are you doing? Oh, you're the pool boy or whatever. And he's like, you know, park here. And then just walks off. <laughs> it's like, Fuck you. I really like that. That was good payoff. I think that Lucas line was just in there to be like, to show that he was shocked at being, and to put a bit of emphasis on the fact that he almost got run over, maybe. Yeah. Um, because that comes up a bit later, doesn't it? But I really liked that line. I, 
Well, let's keep talking about Felix. He he comes up. Um, how does he get introduced to Mouth? How does that happen? Oh, he's talking the brook. He's talking the brook. And she's saying, she's like chasing him and saying, don't make me, you know, power walk in $200 shoes or, or something like that. Yeah. And, um, and he's saying, should we look, you know, we're going to get together. This is going to happen. It's, and she's like, I don't know whether to slap you or what. And he's like, well, it's all part of the sex. The slap is part of the sex. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to have sex. Let's just do it. Um, and then mouth comes over and is like, oh, hey, Brooke, who's your friend? And no friend of mine. And then Mouth gets introduced to Felix, which I really like. I think (laughs) is a really important pairing. Because guess what? Felix treats Mouth like a person. He doesn't treat (laughs) Mouth like, what's that bad smell? Let's get away from it. Why is it lingering around still? He brings him in. It's not just, oh, there's that kid brother that we we patronize and condescend no here's mouth and i'm gonna speak to him and appreciate him i really like this pairing what did you think it was it was a surprise pairing as well and he we find out that he's jumped from school to school and he's he's gone around the place because his parents are doctors without borders and so they they travel a lot and obviously they they go from place to place and he yeah just like okay who's this it's mouth hi mouth you're my friend now you're gonna be my wingman that's it you you are the goose to my maverick let's let's go around and <laughs> like tear up the school and then he's like okay so who who are you checking out at the moment mouth who are you checking out and mouth doesn't want to say brooke but he's desperate to say brooke yeah. and he's like but remember don't don't be don't be greedy there's some for me as well <laughs> you know and stuff like that and it's that's some quite my nice favorite moments. line that's sorry that's my favorite line he says um he says, "What? Um, yeah." He says, "Who, who, who liking you checking out?" And he's like, well, "What about her?" Um, or and I think he goes to say someone, doesn't he? And he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Not for you, for me, mouth. Don't be selfish. <laughs> Don't be selfish." But it comes back later. Like you think that that's going to be a one-way relationship, but actually, it comes back later where Felix is giving advice to mouth and he's asking mouth who he likes and he's paying him some attention. So yeah, sorry, go on. And when Mouth picks the two girls that all like giggly and laughing, uh, and Felix says, "Nah, too young. You want to hit it, not babysit it." <laughs> Do you have the next line as well? I don't know. Sorry. He, he says something. Yeah, because it's great. He continues. He says something like, um, "He says, look, we're not out to do. We're not out to hurt anyone. We're going to break some hearts. You know, they'll." He says something like, "They'll hurt, but we'll learn." Something like that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're uh, not meaning to hurt them. We're going to break some hearts. It will hurt for them, but we'll learn. <laughs> it's like, so, this is so bad. <laughs> but so I like bad the confidence. I like the confidence. I like the, we need this. We need someone to mix it up, to switch it up, to cause a little bit of chaos. Yeah, definitely. There's there's stool in the well. <laughs> Does that mean there's a piece of shit in the well? You can't drink that water because there's shit in the well. I couldn't think of a good example. Who's shit in the well? Was it you? We spoke about this off microphone that you've never pooed outside. Did you just decide (laughs) to go for it and you shit in someone's well? Shit in the well and Felix came out. Lol. (laughs) Oh, God. Such weird tangents we go on. It's brilliant. 
Anyway, Michael Little Phoenix. giants, there's a turd in the punch bowl. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. It's oh, awkward. God. Okay, so uh, where does Felix go from here? He... Oh, he we hits on Hayley. We had that. We talked about that already. Yeah, hits on Hayley, goes around the school a bit more with mouth, walks off, kind of... He briefly meets Lucas. Um, and he had to meet Lucas because then he goes on to then race Lucas when Lucas is in the car with Dan. Yeah, and he says... He sees that there's tension between Peyton and Brooke uh, before they do this. And he's like, at his locker or whatever. And he's like, was it... Tell me it was both. He goes to say, which one did you cheat on or something like that? Or which one is it that you cheated on? And uh, or, or or is it both? Uh, yeah, and then he does look at Mouth and... Please yeah, Mouth's like, I didn't say anything, I swear. <laughs> which then, which then, well, Mouth, you're saying something now because you're confirming it, so... I just absolutely confirmed it, yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, then, uh, a little bit later, we get to the race with uh lucas and dan and uh felix should we cover that now or do you want to cover that when we get to lucas and dan we can cover felix off from that he he pulls up next to him he's on the wrong side of the road he says hey do you want to do you want to you know give it a go challenge me for to to a race and it's actually dan that encourages lucas lucas is like no chance but um encourages him they do the race and it turns out that felix it's just crazy, and we'll drive. We'll just drive at a, a truck coming the other way with with absolutely zero fear, and he just laughs the whole time. He's <laughs> happy about it. He's happy about driving towards his truck. Um, and he's just playing like crazy chicken. It's weird. It was really well shot, wasn't it? I, like production value that like they put they put some budget into that car that car race. I think when Lucas's car um, like first shoots off. And it's like a bit out of control because when they, they first pull out, he can't handle the car. You can see it's not them. It's, oh, yeah, of course. It, which, which is really good. It's great. <laughs> and then it immediately flicks back to being them. It's it's, it's very good. I like that. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. It gives it yeah. a safe feeling. <laughs> We're not going to kill the stars <laughs> of this show today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and like, like the pilot episode, you can see a lot of the basketball in the one-on-one isn't chad michael murray um mm. like but it doesn't it doesn't detract from it because oh, they're no. they're trying to they're getting people in that do it for real you know it's all good um okay well we'll come back and cover the car chase in more detail when we do lucas and dan um then felix turns up with brooke when brooke has stolen the bra so we'll talk a bit more about that when we get to brooke but he saves the day yeah he he kind of she says he turns up and makes out that she was coming out to show him and she's really shy about buying this kind of lingerie and stuff like that. But Brooks made it very clear on several episodes that she's been in that shop a hundred times. They've loaned her the use of the shop for Haley's thing. So <laughs> yeah. suddenly saying that she's shy about it just seems a little bit ridiculous. I know that he was trying to save face. And obviously he doesn't know that, um, but fine. But in terms of plot and storyline of the of the character it didn't it didn't sit right with me it didn't quite fit right um but it, it was a nice save it was a nice thing for him to do and and for then him to go in and buy it um and then he you know has a little chat with her and she's she says i've never done anything like that before please don't tell anyone he's like oh you know secrets are safe with me and i kind of think there's an ulterior motive <laughs> 
But well, he um, said, she says I've never done it before, and he's like, "Well, obviously you suck at it." And yeah. um, and he says something like, "Okay, Winona," like you know, oh, referencing Winona Ryder. Really good line. I wrote that one down as well. He is. Um, I like the I like the way that he ushers the woman in before she can even make a decision. He's like, "Oh, you're just coming out to show me. Oh, blue's your color. Love it. Okay, we'll take it." And he just sort of ushers her to the till. It's like not enough chance or time to even question what he was saying uh, i thought that was really clever he's a new level of confident isn't he he's completely different to to the rest there's there's like douchebag confident and then there's i'm just gonna go in and be i'm gonna be the tallest guy in in the room you know even if he was four foot three he's still projecting that he's you know seven foot tall and he's in there and he's just like you know he, i mean he's pretty tall anyway <laughs> which helps but he is immediately the 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 center of attention and he's he wants to be the center of attention and he takes you in but he's not going to do it by belittling you he even says you know at the end of the race hey chicken just isn't for some people and it's almost like that's not a shitty way of saying it had that been dan or nathan saying it it would have been oh you know it's not for some people and it would have been quite sarcastic and and felt quite nasty but he doesn't feel like that sort of character uh, mm. I quite like that. It's quite good. It's, it's a different dynamic. At first, on my first watch, I thought oh, it's a bit weird with it. It's, it's a little bit uncomfortable. I couldn't quite work it out, and I think it's probably because I thought that I was enjoying it. Uh, that actually, it's, it's actually a new dynamic, someone else to focus on that isn't, you know, the the main five plus mm. the extras. Yeah, definitely. I think he. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly there. That he, it's not mean spirited. He kind of enjoys it. I think he would be Lucas's friend. You know, they could be friends. It's actually Lucas probably putting the stop to that because he doesn't like, you know, that sort of uh, going against the grain and all that sort of stuff. So I think that... I Right, so I, I will tell you this just because it's, it's interesting. But from the fandom, he's pretty much hated as a character. He is not liked. I've always liked him. I've always liked it. I've always thought, oh, this is great. This is, uh, you know, mixing it up. And I like the confidence and everything. But he's not liked at all, really. Oh, wow. That surprises me. Well, is, I'd, that, I'd be is that because he's not the core five? I Well, I don't know. I, I'm interested. And we, well, I'm assuming we both are. So let us know in, in the comments on Patreon or on the comments on Instagram or DMs or whatever. What you think of Felix? Where do you sit on this? Um, how do you feel about him? I, I'm I'm a fan. I like it. And Dom, you seem sounds like you you kind of are as well from this episode alone. When, anyway, when I first watched it, I thought, oh, he's not to be trusted. He seems a bit weird. But then actually, you know, when you watch it again, and it's on reflection, you kind of think, oh, he's kind of taking mouth under his wing. He's overconfident and he's very cocky, but that's kind of part of his strange charm. Uh, he saves the day with Brooke. He um, doesn't like belittle Lucas, but says, hey, you know, it's not for everyone. I'm just kind of more confident. I'm more happy to drive head on into a oncoming fucking traffic and truck. Uh, I'm quite happy for that to crush me to death if, if you're not going to pull out the way. Um, yeah, it's just it's just different. And he's quite happy to um, hit on anyone and anything that he likes, <laughs> which is crazy. Um, and then even the the rejection he gets is is not that's not a problem you know we'll we'll just we'll keep going until you decide that you want to have a thing with me <laughs> it's very strange 
But him and Brooke at the end, Brooke is then swimming in his pool and says, you're right, my pool is better. Um, and she is also, I believe, naked. <laughs> she pulls out her dong and it's all... <laughs> <laughs> Just out and proud. <laughs> no, yeah, it's uh, it's a good... It's a good way for Brooke to end the episode with kind of like the upper hand almost of like, no, you're, I, I'm, I'm in charge here. Like it was, I liked it. It was a good reversal. And she obviously does like him to a certain degree as well. I, the, the confidence thing will be, uh, oh, he, them basically saying that he's the male version of her. It was obviously a big like, oh, OK, and it's making her think about it. Um, and her being saved by him at the end, you, you know, from total embarrassment, because there's all those people that turned around in the shop to look at her um, and see what she was she was up to when the alarms went off. Uh, everybody knows you pull the tag off before you walk out. Everybody knows that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so now it's kind of, like, oh, maybe... You know this overconfident guy that's come and saved me. Maybe I owe him. Maybe she's got that strange sense of, you know, needing to pay him back, which is which isn't well, right. But mm, yeah. Or well, what's your prediction for Felix? Uh, oh, uh, I think he's going to keep mixing up the waters a little bit and and well, churning up the water and making it a bit uncomfortable for people. I think he's going to make Nathan feel uncomfortable around Haley. Um, He's going to keep shitting in the well. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely going to piss off Lucas because he's going to be like, oh, hey, Brooke, and oh, hey, Peyton, and he's he's probably going to bounce between the two himself. Um, but I think his, his main objective is Brooke <laughs> at the moment. And I think he's going to take kind of Mouth under his wing a little bit and be like Mouth's mate. Um, and Lucas will feel a little bit left out and not really like him. I, I think based on what you've kind of mentioned about fans not liking him is that um the core cast don't like him like the characters don't like him so um it it leads the fans to not like him mm, interesting so it, it, he'll do something that's like a bit douchebaggery something like that but i i can't imagine he'll be in it for the long haul he i don't even think he'll see out season two so he'll probably be in it for i'll, I'll give him five or six episodes Brooke will like fall in love with him and then he'll fuck off to another town <laughs> okay love it we'll you see you tell we'll... me he's gonna go shave his head in <laughs> in the next in the next hey Felicity <laughs> <laughs> okay well we will find out um just to quickly cover off mouth we we've spoken about all of his parts but there's one bit that I thought was really important which was when Luke he stood with Lucas at, at the locker and uh, Felix walks off and Mouth's like, oh, sorry, got to go. And he decides to go off with Felix rather than stay there with Lucas. He's like mm. actively made a decision that actually this is a guy that appreciates me, I think. So I'm going to go with him and he's enjoying it. He likes it. Yeah. And he's kind of he I think Mouth tries to play it off as oh, he's the new guy and I'm showing him around. Actually, mm. you've, you've made that choice. You're picking with a person that maybe treats you a little bit better or you feel you know, actually talks to you on, uh, it's a level conversation. Yeah. Mm. I really like, I really like their relationship in this episode. I was like, yeah, yeah. you treat my boy Marvin right. I, I was going to say, you, anyone that treats Mouth 
the right way, you're gonna you're gonna be happy about it. Well, this little <laughs> side side tangent. So um, I I got my wife a Peloton bike for Christmas. You know the Peloton with the screen and everything. Um, she wanted it. I was very cautious about <laughs> getting it because if you get exercise things for anybody, it's like saying, "Hey, you're out of shape. Do some exercise." Right? It wasn't the case. She loves um Soul Cycle. You know Soul Cycle. It's like these. Um, it's like Peloton in real life, basically. Um, and yeah, and so she she want she wanted this bike, and so I got it for Christmas. And I tried it out myself yesterday for the first time because it only just came the other day because they were like delayed and whatever. And it's awesome. Firstly, if you have a Peloton, you you already know what I'm saying. It's amazing. If you don't, it's awesome. I recommend it. But you have to put in your um a username to to have your stats. So of course my username was what Dom. Is it is it Marvin McFadden? Yeah, sure, of course. Marvin <laughs> underscore McFadden. So <laughs> if you're ever on Peloton and you see a Marvin underscore McFadden, then it's me in in, in the living room on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Love that. So okay. Any prediction for Malf? Uh, no, I, I think he'll just sort of follow suit. He'll kind of, um, actually now thinking about it, he's going to be disappointed with Felix, I think, because he might, he might, oh, the Brook and Felix thing might, might start happening. A mouth might be brave enough to say to Felix, I really like Brook. And Felix might be decent enough to not do anything with Brook based on that. That'd be nice. That'd be a nice little storyline, wouldn't it? What if it was the other way around? What if he's like, well... What, Mouth's like, mouth. banging Brooke. I'm like, fuck you, Felix, she's mine. <laughs> I was here first. Tree Hill's my <laughs> town. Me and Jimmy run the streets with the cocaine. <laughs> yeah, bitch. I'll have you whacked, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> There's some kids in Colombia. Oh, <laughs> I would say they have a story to tell, but they don't because Jimmy <laughs> killed him. <laughs> Shit. Who's Jimmy's not even around. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus, the bad place. We're in the bad place. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is in the bad You know, in Stranger Things, there's like, is it like the other place? And they yeah. go. That's yeah. basically where this podcast lands. One hundred percent in the dark world. <laughs> uh, okay, interesting. That, that's not what I meant. I meant what if Mouth says to Felix, "Oh, I like Brooke," and Felix is like, "Well, fuck you, Mouth." I hope that doesn't happen. That's the kind of thing that you would expect to happen in this sort of show because they're horny teenagers. Um, I think Brooke might be the one that would keep trying it on, and Felix is like, "No, I can't. Sorry." Might get with Peyton. Might get with Peyton just to just to back push her off a bit and bit of tension between those two again. Mm. Okay, have no idea. (laughs) It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Okay, so where do you want to go now? We've got Lucas and Dan. We've got Karen and her new friend, or we've got Deb. Should we cover off Karen, new friend, and Deb as a thing? If we're they... going into if we're going into Karen, then we're going to need to hear your Karen scream. Karen, <laughs> Karen, 
It's like what I imagine when you're doing it. It's like Karen's like in a crowd, and you just you can see her, and you suddenly seen her unexpected. You're just like in a crowd. Oh look, there's Karen, and you're like, oh hang on a minute. You went to Italy. You didn't do shit. You you treated Keith like garbage for 17 years, and suddenly you're in a rage of. Karen! Karen! <laughs> just like to shout Karen! out to tell her off. Is that pretty much it? That's absolutely it. That is 100% it. Tell me about Karen in this episode, Dom. Okay. I owe Karen. Well, maybe not an apology, but. Uh, yeah, like... Well, pump the brakes. Do I, I owe an see, apology? I can, see where, I can see where you're going. I don't know if I agree. Okay, I don't owe an apology because I feel like I've been been true to what I've had to say in the last episodes. But in this episode, I liked Karen. Karen's Karen's going places. She's mm-hmm. she's taking Whitey's advice. She's you know, Keith said back the fuck off, lady, and she's like, okay, fine, I'm, I'm going to go sort my life out. And uh, last week I said she'd go and do like a psychology degree or something like that. But she's gone to study business. She goes to business 101. And that's what she's going to do. What a great decision. What a great, what a great course to go and study and, and get her on the path of, you, you know, learning more and expanding her small empire. And she sits down in the class and someone comes and sits next to her. What happens, Dom? And he says, oh, you, you in this class, we kind of asked her about being in the class. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, doing business 101, looking forward to it. And he's like, oh, I, I hear the, the, the teacher's really, like, difficult and, and challenging and stuff. And she's like, oh, oh, is he? He's like, yeah, I heard he shot a guy. <laughs> and then it, um, she, um, he's like, okay, yeah, great, see you later. Moves, but then gets up and starts taking the class. And Did you see name... that happening? Did you know that was going to happen when he sat down? Or was yeah, that a I nice thought, surprise? I thought it's, it's too weird for him to, to be talking to Karen and not, having an like an ulterior kind of motive or character function if that makes sense it wouldn't just be another student there has to be a reason um so uh, i wasn't 100 percent sure that he'd be the teacher but you know it might be the teacher's son but (laughs) the teacher's half brother his half brother (laughs) um was his name andy hargrove yeah is that his name okay Mm mm-hmm um, and then, yeah, Andy goes off on this explanation of um, talking about himself and that he's owned this business and he expanded the business, took some risks, this, that and the other. And we'll get to that. And he asks about greed. What What is greed? Tell me about business. And Karen's the only one that kind of puts her, her hand up. But she's probably the only one in the room that has practical experience and says, you know, if you're loyal to customers and you're... No, if you're if you're friendly to customers and you're nice to them and provide them with good service and a good product, they'll be loyal when they'll come back. And he's like, yeah, bang on right. Nobody else is like passing this class today. You've all flunked. Karen's the best. We love Karen. And I think he's only doing that because if you're going to sleep with one of your students, it might as well be one that's old enough. <laughs> Make it age appropriate. Do you know Go what I mean? up, not down. Always <laughs> up in the age, never down. That's that. He's doing business 101. This is life 101. <laughs> Well, I really liked his lesson. Like, I was thinking if I was in this class, I'd be loving this. Or what did you think of his teaching style? Yeah, it was good. It was very relaxed, wasn't it? And I quite like later on down the line when they're having like a little coffee outside um, that he says, you know, there's always that panic that one of the 
kids on the front row is going to ask me a question that I can't answer, um, which which was a really nice sort of funny moment. And he, yeah, he's got a really relaxed view and he is one of these people that teaches from life experience rather than from a textbook. Mm. And those lessons are always going to be better, aren't they? That's why Whitey is such a good character and such a good teacher, because he Mm. teaches from life experience rather than from a textbook. Exactly that. Exposition! (laughs) (laughs) That's also why this podcast is so important, Dom, because we're teaching from our own life experience. So to our listeners out there that have nipples shaped in, like, food products, you understand that it's okay, isn't it, Dom? Yeah, and they're going to know that I'm not comfortable with shitting outside. (laughs) But you will shit into a well every now and again. (laughs) It's kind of an in-between. It's like, well, I'm shitting into something, but it's also outside. So (laughs) kind of breaking the rules. I don't know. Oh, dear. So um, what did you make of Andy then? You're pro Andy. Andy's all right. Yeah, he's okay. Uh, I didn't (laughs) like the line. I'll give you a thousand dollars for the for a great cup of coffee at the end. And Karen, even Karen's look is like. He he's come to this coffee house because he's pursuing me. She knows this. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. she's not dumb. She's worked that out. She owns a business. She's trying to plan more. She's thinking of expansion. Uh he's something's expanding on him, I'll tell you that. Um that's what he's thinking with. But he's kind of like pursuing her, following her around and says, oh, I'll give you thousand dollars for a great cup of coffee. I would be like, Okay, give me the money. Money down first. Then you'll well, see kids. He's using, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, in that episode of Friends when uh, John Favreau, I, I can't remember his character's name, but uh, he Pete. says, he get, Pete, that's it, he, he doesn't he give Monica like a $20,000 check or tip or something? And uh, yeah, it's kind of just flaunting it, isn't it? It's like insulting. Yeah, it's almost like, well, that's not the reason that I would be with you because you're rich, but... But yeah, it does get brought out that he has $50 million or he sold a $50 million company. So mm. he's not just loaded. He is loaded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His like, next level rich. Um, so there you go. That's nice. Like, good for him. Uh, but <laughs> Karen also, she talks to Deb at one point about she's looking at expansion plans and she's saying, you know, it's an exercise for the class to you know, with a pretend business or how you'd expand. And these are her actual expansion plans that she'd thought about. And Deb's like, I'll invest. I'll be your first investor. And Karen's saying, well, you don't even know what I have to say. And Deb's saying, well, I know you and I know how hard you'll work. So I'll I'll, let, I'll, I'll get involved, which I thought what, was nice. What made me laugh at that point is um, she takes the the artwork that someone's made up that's been delivered to the cafe to Karen's house and she said oh I didn't know if you were going to turn up to the cafe or not today so I brought them around like she doesn't even know Karen is just like free spirit I'll do what the fuck I want it's my name above the door I'll turn up when I fucking want <laughs> you get to fucking work Deb be behind that bar behind that counter serving the people of Tree Hill because I've got shit to do Karen right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be a great message tone for like a new text message. Just carrot. <laughs> if anyone has that as their message tone, that'd be that'd be great. Please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and then, like you said, it 
it gets revealed at the end of the episode to Peyton that Karen is going to invest in this space that was used for um, Nathan and Haley's like wedding reception, their party, and uh, so there we go. So, what's your prediction there with Karen and prediction also for Andy? I think she's going to ask like Andy's opinion on a lot of things and, and for support and for help and kind of a bit of guidance. He might be the new um kind of like the nice Dan. He's 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 a guy with with a lot of money that can be supportive and helpful. And he even says, you know, why well, have all that money and then sort of sit around and coast and do nothing with it? I want to you know kind of give back a little bit and teach and and keep my mind working and get other people's minds working which is which is a nice nice sentiment already to his character um he's already a bit predatory because he's you know chasing after Karen but that's okay because she's the right age limit and it's okay always up never down always up always Um, always up never down (laughs) and uh caught off guard with that one a little bit um right um I think she's going to keep asking him for support. And so we know that Debs is going to invest. Debs seems to go from having money and not having money to having money. So uh, we know that she's got a history of, of having money. That's why Dan got with her. But um, it, it's a bit strange, isn't it? It's a bit of a weird one. Not just the money, Dom. Not well, not just the money, no. <laughs> the Braziers help. <laughs> I'm joking. Anyway. Um... I can't remember what I was saying about Andy. Oh, he's he's, he's going to offer advice and be supportive and she'll kind of go, oh, this is what I was thinking, that's what I was thinking. He's like, this is business, blah, 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 business, business, business. This is what you should do. And she'll kind of listen to it. I think he might invest as well. Mm-hmm. He might okay. turn around and go, I want to I want to invest. I want to invest in you, Karen. Not necessarily investing in, in the, the business, but I, I want to invest in you because I think you're the kind of person that will go places. It'll be a similar kind of line to what deb said but a bit more i want to invest in you and then i want to sleep with you <laughs> so, now hard to make that not sound like prostitution but okay. yeah. <laughs> i was thinking exactly that but you know <laughs> well should we should we cross off deb real quick because then we can just finish off with lucas and dam yeah deb just kind of has her moment of saying uh, Dan won't go anywhere, won't go to his rehab, he won't do this. She mistakenly calls Lucas Nathan. Oh, it's an old habit. <laughs> um, and it's just a bit weird. And she has her moment with Dan as well, saying, why don't you go for a walk? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And he just won't do anything. And he's like in this depression. And she's like, well, I, I can't really help. Do they, do they have any other moments? Any other moments? Is there something about the divorce? And he kind of kisses her on the head. I didn't really... That's at the end, yeah. Well, they have... Um, at the beginning... Dan is wanting to buy lawn gnomes yes. from from the TV because the, the front garden's looking a little bare. And that's when she's originally trying to uh, encourage him to do his rehab. And then at the end, Dan's saying he wants to get it back. Can he get his family back? Is it too late? Can he be like the man he wants to be? And I think, does he put his hand on Deb's hand? I think he does. Um yeah, and I, then kisses her on the head, I think, yeah. I thought she put her hand on his, and then oh, okay. he sort of gets up and moves away. I thought, because I, I initially thought he's kind of recoiled and come away, but then he goes over and kisses her on the head. Oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds 
That sounds good. Let's go with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and then also Nathan doesn't go in to speak to Deb either. When he pulls up, he pulls up and speaks to Dan. We can talk about that when we get to Dan. But he sees Deb and she says, oh, he couldn't even come and speak to me. He didn't want to speak to me. So, yeah. So is that pretty much, that pretty much does Deb. Any predictions for Deb? Um, Just investing in Karen, uh, looking after the cafe while she goes off and starts putting together her new venue, I suppose. Cool. Okay. So last but not least, Lucas and Dan. So Lucas, we've spoken a bit about throughout some of these other storylines, but Lucas uh, goes to help Dan. He says this is a one-time only, today or never. If you want to go for the walk, gets him to walk. They're walking. That's nice. Dan's being competitive. You know, or I can get to the corner. Oh, easy for you to say, you know, you're not, you don't have to come to terms with being less than what you once were. And that's where Lucas is talking about basketball, not being able to uh, play the same way. Um, And then Lucas lets it out that Nathan is working at the dealership and then Dan just cuts it short right there. What did you think of this? I thought he was incredibly sweaty for that short walk. I thought that was good because Lucas wasn't sweaty at all. And they've kind of added in that he's, you know, he's a bit out of shape because of his heart attack. And he's going to struggle and it's going to be hard for him to get there. And it's kind of everything's a challenge to him. Everything's a, a something that he must, you know, beat and defeat. And um, beat and defeat, I like that. Um, I like that, yeah, that's good. Because Lucas is like, oh, do you think you can make it to the corner? And he's like, of course I can, you know, I've got, you know, of course I will. I'll just keep going until I do it. It doesn't doesn't matter to him. And yeah, the, the topic of Nathan comes up and it, he tells him about working at the at the garage and he... Says, right, that's it. That's enough now. I'm going back. And he's like, my health, my decision. And he's very forceful. And he goes away and he, you know, goes off. That's when it becomes confrontation with Keith and tells Keith to get rid of him. And he's like, you know what? When you're back at work, you can make the decision on whether you fire him or not. Because he doesn't want him to have a job because he doesn't want him to have money. Because he doesn't want him to be able to afford the flat. Because he wants him back at home. He wants he wants to be relied upon so that he can say you should never have got emancipated from us. We were right all along. You need to live here. Um, and Keith is like, I am not being any part of that. No chance. No way. Um, which is fair enough. I think it's the right thing to do. You know, why would you do that? Why would you just go in and go, Dan doesn't want... Like, if he was going to do it, he'd have to say, Dan doesn't want you, want you working here. I'm really sorry you're fired. But what a scumbag thing to do. Yeah, Keith Keith made the right decision there, I think. Um. Mm. What what happens to Dan then? Is it then he's got the car and he's kind of cleaning it up and he's saying, I test yeah. out all the new models? He like apologizes to Lucas. Um, Lucas says, don't make it a habit or, you know, you won't have a personal trainer. And then Dan's saying, you know, this is uh, one of the new cars with the dealership. I, I like to test them out so I can tell the customers what they're getting but the doctors won't let me drive. You know, would you do me a favor, take it for a spin? We can stop somewhere and rehab on the way which is great. So they're driving and then they're talking about music and Dan used to be into metal and they're talking about like Aerosmith and Metallica and whoever else. Guns they talk about roses. Metallica. Did I make that up? Guns and Roses. Oh, that's important because Lucas is looking for a Guns and Roses CD at the end. White and, Snake. Uh, 
and Dan saying he used to wear like spandex and all of this stuff and it's and they're like having a nice time they're connecting and then that's when Felix pulls up and they have the race which I think was shot really well stunt double sure yes but the production value on it they've obviously put a bit of money into it it was like well shot it could have been from a movie and it gets to the end where Felix comes up and says what you said chicken's not for everyone he says oh who you got riding shotgun and Lucas is oh this is uh my uh uh and he's so just doesn't know what to say does he 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 could just say dad he could say you know a number of things this is my my brother's dad <laughs> uh you know just say this is dan it doesn't have to be that awkward but i i think that was actually really well done and a good point to put that in I was waiting for you to do the line in the voice. Dan says. He says Dan Scott. Does he say Dan Scott? Dan Scott Motors. When you're ready to trade up. Yeah. Now in the voice, please. Now that you can do the voice, we expect it. Let's hear it. I'm sure I can now. I've come away from it so so long. It's been so long since I last did it. (laughs) Okay. Well, the um, I thought it was nice. He then. Dan's got motor. <laughs> when you're ready to trade up, you come and see me. <laughs> nice. Well, I thought what was a nice moment was they after Felix leaves, Dan kind of looks at Lucas and like they sort of laugh it off. And the way that he sort of laughs and says, "Okay, we better be going." Now that we sort of we had that conversation with him, when he said that, I was like, "Oh, that's Paul Johansson." I, I thought exactly the same. I thought that's Paul. That's not Dan. Yeah, too, that's cool, right nice. there. Yeah, it's yeah. Too nice. It was the eyes and everything, and the smile. I was like, "Oh, that's Paul. Yeah. That's not Dan." Um, and it, but it kind of gives more gravitas to when he's playing Dan because it's like, okay, that he's lost in that performance. Like it's so in, in, encapsulating. Where in this one, it's like, oh, okay, there he is. I saw him. I saw that guy. I know that guy. I got his jacket. So <laughs> the jacket is with the jacket is with the tailors right now. I went. Oh. I went against everyone's advice. <laughs> Every single person, everyone in the comments on Patreon, everyone was like, "Do not get it tailored. Leave it in its set use condition." Including I like, me. I can't. I can't wear it. There was someone that was like, "I know that you want to wear it. You have to wear it." Like, <laughs> um, but I'm. I'm gonna get the remnants back. So anything they cut off of it, I'm gonna have back. Um, and I was thinking if we could send some people little cuttings of that jacket and have a little bit of leather from the jacket why not it's like the river court you're gonna have to cut off a bit every season we do (laughs) send it out exactly um okay uh is that pretty much is that pretty much it well what i'm what, what i'm amazed by with dan is that the guy can barely walk up the street but he can sit in a car going ridiculously fast towards oncoming traffic and play chicken and and like nothing's happened i think you know the heart attack was all made up it's all fake well don boys will be boys <laughs> um i sent you a prediction video about um oh yeah Lucas. should we do the prediction video because i haven't seen it yet I can uh, put it to the microphone and then hopefully that will come through. And obviously I'll put these on Patreon when this is released onto Patreon and also put it on Instagram when it's on Instagram. The the first prediction video isn't based on this episode, but I wanted to get the prediction out before I watched the episode so that it was a proper prediction. Um, It turns out that there's no resolution yet, but this is what I thought. 
Hi everyone, I'm just about to start watching the next episode of One Tree Hill, which is You Can't Always Get What You Want. And I have a small prediction that I need to try and get in there before the episode. Just gonna pause that there, it started on Brooke Davis. And I think that um, Lucas and Dan are gonna be like exercising together or going through his rehab and we're gonna discover Lucas has some sort of heart condition as well and Nathan doesn't have it because in a strange twist of fate that would be well that'd be a, like a weird touch of irony that the son he's never paid any attention to he's given a heart condition to so might find that on this episode might not but it's just a prediction that I wanted to get out there before um it appears and I've before I've made that prediction on a recording so on the podcast let's see what happens so there we go so this is a long-term prediction for you then yes i thought it was important to send you that and the uh instagram as my little uh prediction video because i, I didn't want it to come up i want i've wanted to say it i said to you the other day there's a prediction that i've wanted to say for for a couple of episodes now and i'm worried that it will happen before i get a chance to say it I mean, it might never happen at all, so it might that might never be the case. But I thought I need I needed to get those words out at least. Nice. Okay, and then you've got another prediction video here that I actually haven't seen. So okay. let's see that one. So I'm still on. You can't always get what you want, and I have another prediction. <laughs> so Brooke and Peyton and Haley have all been shopping, but Brooke hasn't tried anything on at any point, and has said that her dad has missed a payment on her credit card and is going to pay it off so that she can get her ATM card back working and stuff like that because Peyton has offered to like loan her some cash until until she's back sorted and I think uh, we're going to go deeper into the story of dad being bankrupt and not having the money to fund her credit cards and her expensive lifestyle anymore. Okay, so that was the prediction, but you also sent a resolution video. So let's hear how smug you are when it came right. <laughs> well, here, here is the moment. We're about to find out. So this is the resolution, hopefully, of what the issues with Brooks' um, money is. Uh, she's literally just said to Peyton, you know, I told you I'm waiting for my dad to make a payment uh, on my credit card and blah, blah, blah. And then I've paused it there because we're going to find out together what she says. It's a load of crap. Oh, it's a load of crap. Well, what happened? Bro. <gasps> my dad's company went under and doing this stupid bankruptcy thing and my mom's telling me we might have to sell the house. God, bro, I'm so sorry. Yeah, me too. I love being Me too. So there you go. You was right. Prediction came through. It happens. Brooke is broke. Bankrupt. Her dad is bankrupt. So where do you think that's going to go? Oh, I don't know. Can they, can they stay in the in the house that they're in without the money? Is this kind of is it repossessions and things like that? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, that kind of thing tends to to happen and be a theme. I, I think she needs to be brought down a, a peg or two in the humble scale. Because she's not humble at all, um, so that that would be it'd be nice to see actually if she can maintain her kind of kind of knowledge of everything, kind of strangely wise, funny character, 
but be not the rich bitch with it. Interesting. We will see, my friend. Right, is that is that good? Are we good to go into our judgments? I think we've covered everybody there. Uh, we didn't really finish off Dan and um, Lucas. So Dan has... Uh, when when they finish the race and stuff like that, he's like, oh, you like the car? And he's like, yeah, I love it. And he's like, offers it to him. And he says, I'm, I'm not here for that. You can't buy me. Why would you... Why would you do that? You, you know, don't don't try and do things like that with me and blah, blah, blah. And you kind of see his life as Nathan. Like, this is mm. this is just what's always happened to Nathan. To, to get my way and to keep my son my son, I will throw money at him or throw things at him to, to keep him sweet sort of thing. And it hasn't really worked with Lucas. He's gone, no. Um, but he's not immediately rejected him. He's kind of gone, okay, fine, you know, I'll, I'll come back, but don't do that again. Yeah, that was important to say. I forgot about that. Yeah, it says you can't buy me. Mm. And uh, that's good. I like that. Good. Anything else? I think that's pretty much everyone. Excellent. So before we get into our judgments, if you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, if you'd like to support Dom and I on our podcast journey, then you can find out how to access all of our Patreon bonus content by listening to this. Hello and welcome to 1030 Productions. You just became a raven. All of our podcast episodes are free on all podcast platforms. But if you'd like to support us on our podcast journey, then we have free Patreon tiers with bonus content and ways to connect with us that we would love to share with you. All of our Patreon tiers include all of our podcasts. The first tier, Junior Varsity. I don't know, you'd be off somewhere babbling wearing a dress you will receive one week early release on all episodes as well as exclusive access to our one tree hill monthly bonus episodes access to the mighty 90s movie and tv podcast episodes and a patron shout out on the podcast the second tier varsity look i've got an opening in my lineup varsity chance of a lifetime what do you say all of the perks from junior varsity and join us live on a bonus episode to have your say and ask questions as well as access to monthly q a video sessions and the final tier hall of fame when do you plan to start living if there's anyone out there that loves our work this much then we want to speak with you so you get all of the previous perks and we will invite you on to co-host an episode of the podcast with us we appreciate any level of support from you listening right now to any of our patreon tiers we love doing this and we appreciate you all you can find the patreon link in the description or at ravenshoops.net let's go let's go ravens on three so dom judgment time who was your favorite performer of this episode it's really difficult i find it really really difficult in this episode because there, there's a lot of really really good performances um who was yours can i ask you who yours was mm, uh oh it's difficult <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to ask. I usually take your time, my time to formulate while you were saying yours. I, I would say it's a toss-up between Felix, Michael Coppen, Copen, because I thought he played that really well. Um, and then also maybe Sophia Bush... I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Felix. I'm gonna say Michael Coppin because I think he the, he stole the episode. 
really. Like, if you ever spoke about this episode, it's always when Felix entered. It's uh, and I thought he he showed a good different range of emotions, though most of them just cocky and confident and arrogant. But yeah, I liked it. <laughs> who who would yours be? I I actually think um, James Lafferty. On, on reflection actually stands out to me because he has the moment of being sarcastic with a cardboard cutout. He has the really nice moments with Dan. Sorry, he has the really nice moments with Keith. Uh, he also has, you know, some good moments with Lucas. But then he shows his, like, really loving side and look look what I've done, look what I've brought you, um, you know, with Hayley. And it's a really, really good moment. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick him as, as performer because he showed, you know, some different sides to him but kind of on a on a good turn of of being the good character that he's becoming. Nice. And favourite character? I'm going to say Mouth. Yeah. Marvin, <laughs> Marvin, Marvin. I think Mouth had a, had a really good episode and was kind of, although he wasn't standing up for himself, he wasn't sticking around like the old group to be kind of not included in things. They They've all got their own little triangles haven't they and and their sort of love web that he's not involved in and you know skills wasn't about and fergie was only in it for a tiny amount so the these regular friends of his are kind of always see, see him like you're saying as this kind of side note um whereas felix like really included him and he then wanted to spend time with felix and and yeah so i'm gonna go with mouth in this episode who was yours Nice. Uh, mine's Keith because oh. I really liked all the Keith and Nathan stuff, um, and I just thought he's just such a good guy, man. And he seems like a great boss, <laughs> and uh, and like uh, yeah, sorting out the car and all of that stuff. Just yeah, Keith had it for me this episode. Nice. Oh, I wasn't expecting you to go for Keith at all. That's good. Who who was your uh, what was your favorite song? I only heard like three different songs. In the whole episode, I think. Um, which were? Uh, there's a song called All I Want From You Is Love, which was played when Dan was looking through the photo albums before when he started talking to Deb and they were talking about getting Nathan back and stuff like that. Um, there's a song called Angel, which was played at the beginning, I think, uh, when Brooke was asleep. Um, right right at the beginning is the very first thing you play and then a song called Sway by the Perishers was played I think near the end so I'll go with that one uh, I don't I'm not familiar with any of them unfortunately but I'll go with Sway by the Perishers I don't know if this is cheating I'm gonna say the song that Hayley was making up in the kitchen oh okay no that's fair I think that's fine <laughs> I think that's allowed I, I, I liked I'm, it I'm often disappointed when it's a song that I know that's the title that it isn't included in the episode. That upsets me because um, um, you can't always get what you want is a Rolling Stone song, which is a great song. Um, have, have you ever seen House? Yeah, it's, it, House MD, you mean? Yeah, yeah, it's played at the end of House like all the time. It's a oh, song okay. that's used in House quite a few times. So um, it's a really good song. I like that song. I'm sad that it wasn't played, but a, a good episode title for what happened yeah 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 nice okay favorite line i'm gonna have to review my notes again here um because i wrote a couple down 
while you're looking, I can tell you mine to give you some time. Mine okay. <laughs> would be the uh, don't be selfish mouth <laughs> because he's like the most unselfish person. It's just really, I thought that was a really funny line. Um, Brooke had a good line, which was, I love being rich. I'm good at it. I thought yeah, that, that, that was, was a good, good line. Um, and then when Felix said, you're welcome, Winona, I, I'd written that one down. A line I didn't like was Lucas's line that I mentioned earlier. I didn't like that I'll give you $1,000 for a decent cup of coffee. Um, Dan's line talking to the cardboard cutout was good. But I think, oh, one thing I've, I've written down here and I've written it. In, can you see what that says in capital letters? All the caps. But letting Lucas drive in flip-flop sandals, are you mental? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that. I completely forgot that. And when Dan says you can drive, I'm like, he's in sandals. What the hell's wrong with you? Who would let anyone drive in those? Ever. Any car. At any speed. Ridiculous. I reckon reckon Lucas is the type that just slips him off and drives barefoot. Oh, I hate. It's horrible. Puts puts socks, trainers and shoes on. I've done it a few times. Don't be I that do guy. It all the time. That's fine at home. It's fine at home, but he's out in the wild. He's out in public. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, my favourite line. Uh, nah, too young. You want to hit it, not babysit it. God. Always <laughs> up, never down. Always up, never down. <laughs> That's the tagline for this episode. Absolutely. Okay. Favourite background performer. Now, I was going to pick one of the ladies in the shop. I say that one of those ladies, you know, that's giving Brooke a dirty look for being a thief um, deserves maybe some credit. So maybe just an honourable nod mention to them. I'm actually going to say the guy sitting next to Karen in the red T-shirt when she's at Business 101 class. So Andy kind of sits between them and then disappears and then the camera flicks to him and he's just sitting there not really paying any attention to anything, just in his own happy little world like... I'm going to pretend to be working, but I'm not actually doing anything. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that guy. Did you have one? That's good. Uh, I'm going to take Bobby from the uh, from the garage, from the dealership. When Keith's finished talking to Nathan, he's like, oh, hey, Bobby, how's that thing going? <laughs> Bobby, what... he, he is there. You do see the back of his head. Yeah, I like that. And you heard there was a bit of, when Nathan was on his own, you heard a bit of, like banter or shouting from other mechanics which is good yeah yeah good times good choice okay well just before we get to the rating we have a couple of patreon shout outs so coming in at junior varsity we have rosanna rosanna you've just become a raven coming in also at junior varsity we have Kay. Kay, you just became a raven and finally, in Junior Varsity, we have Emily. Emily, you just became a raven. And then at Varsity, we have your friend, Dom. We do. Uh, I have This one has to be like a slightly more special shout-out because Kiri, I've known for like quite a few years now. We used to work together, and we haven't actually spoken to each other for probably like a, a, the last couple of years at least. Um, she went off to, to go and do another job and I've gone off and worked in like hundreds of different stores since then um, we sort of lost touch a bit and she really liked One Tree Hill and I think she saw something I posted um, on Instagram like just about the podcast and stuff like that and she's gone and looked into it and she loves One Tree Hill so she started re-watching One Tree Hill and she's trying to catch up with the episode so Kiri, you've just become a raven thank you so much for listening, awesome 
Nice. That's really cool. See, One Tree Hill, further bonding and connecting from places you wouldn't even expect. So that's <laughs> awesome. So finally, the precious, precious rating. Did you have a number before we started? Yes. Did it increase or decrease throughout our conversation? It's gone up. Ooh. Always up, so not down. <laughs> always up. Not, I'm not going to say what it is. I, I have a feeling I know what it is, but we'll see. Um, okay, say it on three. Always. Okay, one, two, three, nine. Eight. Oh, bloody hell. Again, Dom. You went from a seven to an eight again. Fuck yeah. you, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> not this time. You got me last time from a nine to an eight. I'm not going back to an eight i'm not doing it unfold your arms right now (laughs) unfold them right now sit up straight and look at me thank you call me colonel say it now colonel say it twice colonel colonel right (laughs) you're not doing an eight on this episode i don't get how it's a nine i don't get well let me explain let me explain Hmm. oh shut your mouth let me finish diminish (laughs) So, it's a nine because we have Felix. We have a turd in the punch bowl, okay? It's all mixed up. It's all happening. We had a car chase. We had juxtaposition between Nathan's life and Lucas's life. They've switched roles. We had further developments with Naley. Haley had to sacrifice something, but then she didn't have to sacrifice it. The keyboard's there. It stayed, but Nathan learned a valuable lesson. He's maturing. He's understanding how to manage money now. Keith, he's the boss that everyone likes. Is he doing a better job at Dan Scott Motors? And Dan Scott was even doing at Dan Scott Motors. I think that he is. <laughs> Peyton, she almost took drugs. Did she take drugs? I don't know. We're not sure, but she was offered drugs. After school special, we learned lessons. Drugs are bad. <laughs> don't do it. Mouth. On the other hand, he's with Felix. He's accepted. He finally has a friend. He has an arm round his shoulder. He finally feels secure. He finally feels enough. Validated. We know from our last episode at the beginning that true validation only comes from within. I wrote a poem about it and people know about it. I wrote a poem. I feel self-conscious that I wrote a poem. So we also have Brooke. She's bankrupt now. She's having to go through developments. She's changing. Her character arc is changing. And now she's in a different position. She's not got money. She was good with money. Now she has no money. How's that going to turn out? Cliffhanger? I think so. Deb, Karen, new business venture, investments. We have a millionaire, a multimillionaire, $50 million. That's in 2004. If that was 2021, that's the year that we're in. That's more like a hundred million dollars because inflation so yeah inflation so you know we've got all of these aspects happening plus where's jimmy is he gonna come back is he in Colombia? is he beating kids with a paddle we don't know but dom what we do know is that this is a nine what i need at the end of watching every episode that i don't think i rate that highly I need you to do that because after that, <laughs> after that explanation, I think, oh yeah, it is a nine. <laughs> and I think I am gonna gonna cave on that one quite easily. I would agree with you. There's a lot in there that you know. I watch it. I was kind of watching it, maybe not through the right, maybe not with the right glasses on or something like that. I was kind of seeing it with the expectation of bigger things. I don't know why. 
but then when you go through that list there's so many big things that happen so i'm gonna i'm gonna say yeah it's a nine i agree with you colonel i don't even know what to say <laughs> you didn't think it'd be that easy no. did you <laughs> easy that was a lot of effort i don't know if i've got enough brain capacity to do the rest of the day now <laughs> okay so we call this one a nine so on our next episode don we're going to be joined by emily our day one patron to cover the next episode so that's great emily i'll be messaging you to arrange that looking forward to that and please help us out ratings reviews on itunes or whatever podcast platform that you listen on it really helps to get us to get more visibility for more one tree hill fans uh, to discover the podcast we're really enjoying it if you have any information on how we can get in contact with any of the whales to bring them on the podcast please let us know as that is our new target people can hit us up on social media dom at Ravens Podcast on Instagram, please send Simon uh, messages, like the pictures, whatever you whatever you want to do, share some content, whatever. I, I can't see any of it other than what Simon sends me, and, and a lot of it is heavily redacted sometimes. So uh, it's great. We we love it. We love the contact. We love what you guys are saying. So please keep sharing. And if you want to find out more information about the Patreon, you can go to RavensHoops.net. Why, Dom? Because basketballs go through hoops. But they also go through nets. Ravenshoops.net. What accent are we doing this in, Dom? Um, should we do it in Dan Scott's voice? Oh, God. <laughs> I want to hear your impression as well. Okay. Ravens. <laughs> players make... Great players make great plays, Nathan. Great players great make plays. great plays, Nathan. Great players make great plays, Nathan. Okay, I'm ready. You ready? You count him? Yeah, yeah, sure. No, you do the count. I, I've done I'm it last do week. Count. Great players make great plays, Dominic. Ravens on three. One, two. Key step with my wife! <laughs> Ravens! <laughs> Oh.